You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio Family of Podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Sit down and relax once again at The Nerd Table. What's up, everybody? This is Chris O'Mealy, and I'm joined by my two friends here at The Nerd Table. See, they both came from New York, then they moved, and then they moved again. And I don't even know they know where the hell they are, but I know where they are. They're right here at The Nerd Table. Please say hello first off to Eric Flores. Hello, everybody. I'm very cold, even though it should be warm here in Michigan. It's still not. Not to my Floridian blood. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm also cold because the weather's doing that weird fake spring thing that it does where it starts to warm up and melts the snow and then it's like, LOL, we're not done with winter yet. Is Watch that what the you temperature drop. Yeah, it's, fake it's spring. false spring. False spring like is upon us. I don't like it. <laughs> and also, say hello to Dan Peck. It is 61 and overcast here. So, so, where you guys where you guys live, what's the um what's the prevailing weather condition that you're you're mostly known for? Cuz the thing with the northeast is we don't have anything like like everybody's just like, "Oh, well, you guys are up north, you get all that snow." But in reality, we really kind of don't. We don't get nearly as much snow as they do out in the Midwest. So, Eric, for you, Michigan would mostly be like ridiculous snowfall. I know the sun exists. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But yes, no, it it doesn't. It's not like it's constantly snowing. It's that when it does snow, it doesn't seem to stop. And then you go to sleep and wake up and you're like, fuck me. Where's the road? You know? Yeah, it snows. Oh, the, the issue up there, like when I was in Minnesota, they're like, oh, it snows less than where you grew up. But the temperature never gets up high enough where it goes away. So you have the entire winter's worth of snow at the end of winter. Oh, yeah, I can I can see that. Because yeah, that's the that's thing. Accurate. It's a temperature because on the East Coast, the temperature does fluctuate a lot. So you'll go from snow to, you know, actually having the sun come out. And it gets rid of some of it. And then just when you, you can start to see the grass again, it's like, here's more. The only thing that still exists here right now are those giant piles that they plow. And, you know, those aren't going to melt till April. Yeah. They uh, we actually have those that it, like in the Walmart parking lots that we go to. They're just stacked up there. And I really hate them because you can't see, you know, what's on the other side of them and it's blocking they normally put them right next to it like a stop sign to the point where you can't see the stop sign and you're just like i'm pretty sure i'm supposed to stop here but i'm not sure and people start honking and shit it's bad <laughs> uh well we all know that people suck but dan in north carolina you would pretty much be prone to like bad thunderstorms in the summer right where you are yeah pretty much for half the year probably there's a chance of the daily thunderstorm. But with your thunderstorms, because this is what I always find interesting, because it's always it's always a geography factor with how the weather is affected. But 
when they when I say that there's like a daily thunderstorm, is it usually just a, a casual thunderstorm or do you get a lot of really bad storms? It is super violent, but it's about 10, 15 minutes and it's done. Ah, uh, Eric and I know about that. Uh, and so, and yeah. because of that, well, also it's we're here, whereas uh, mostly clay is in, is the ground. So everything is built on a hill. Everything's on its own little hill because they need the water to go away. So, so, fl- so flooding is a, f- is a factor. Yeah. Because it's very violent for 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> it is a, it is a major issue. Anytime you see, anytime you get a incoming thunderstorm warning right behind it is a flash flood warning every single time, every single time. <laughs> uh, do you ever see the, um, the, the ones that I always do is I will, uh, I'll go on I'll go on Weatherbug and I'll put in my location to where I see I get the tornado alerts at because I follow the tornado alert Twitter feed and it always tells you which cities are affected by an active tornado right now, blah, blah, blah. So I'll go and I'll switch my location on the weather app to a city near where that warning is and you get like the five warnings and it's always like, you know, severe thunderstorm. Warning, tornado, warning, blah, 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 a flash flood, warning. And then my favorite one is severe storm risk. I'm just like, uh, I think it's a little more than a risk right now. There is an active severe storm happening right now. But we're just, quote unquote, at risk. <laughs> my favorite is when you get the tornado warnings in Florida and everybody's just like, yeah, whoop fucking do. <laughs> Nobody cares. I have seen a tornado in Florida, and it did absolutely nothing except blow some stuff around. Absolutely nothing. It's because the way fucking Florida houses are built. Most of them. (laughs) Yeah. Most of them. I'll repeat, we do have some trailer parks down there that get cleaned up every tornado season. (laughs) Well, Florida gets the most tornadoes statistically, but they also have very weak ones. Well, that's like, like how New York is one of the higher uh, earthquake areas, but they're all really, really low. Like, there's been one in my entire life living there that people talked about, and I slept through it. So that tells you how mild that shit is. Or how ever. deep your sleep is. <laughs> yeah. We had an earthquake when I was working at my old college. I was I was a classroom proctor. I took the I took the side job because it was a good way to earn a little extra money. As I was technically working like three jobs at the time, but I was working for the school. He goes, "Oh yeah, we need it. We need a classroom proctor for these classes at this time." And I was like, "Okay." So I would go in there and set up. And all it was was it was a it was a virtual learning class. The teacher was in another location, but all I had to do was just hook up the monitor, let them let them speak. And then I just sat up at the desk and I either handed out the papers that was needed. I collected stuff and I shipped everything off. It was easy. And there was this one classroom. It was weird because there was only one girl in that particular room. So it was just me and her in the room. I'm up at the desk. She's at one of the tables and we hear like this loud rumble. And we both kind of looked up and looked around like, what the hell was that? It just it sounded like a truck drove by. Right. Except you're on the third floor of this building. So, you know, that didn't happen. And we're just kind of like, okay, whatever. And the next thing I know, I'm like, earthquake hit Sussex County. I was like, what the fuck? Earth? What? 
And then that's when I realized that, like, yeah, this area up here in the northeast from where Dan grew up down to where I am now, we're very prone to earthquakes. But they're like twos on the Richter scale, so you don't even feel them. You might hear something, but you don't feel a damn thing. That's crazy. I don't, I've never experienced an earthquake, but I'm pretty sure I'd lose my fucking mind. Because, I mean, think about, like, the shit that I grew up with is basically all wind-related. The moment the Earth starts getting involved, I'm out. So, uh, the airbenders <laughs> you can handle, but when the earthbenders get involved... No, yeah, that's exactly. Too much. I'm done. Fucking... That's why I, I won't move to, like, Hawaii, because that fucking... I know the moment I move to Hawaii, the volcano gets active, and I'm done. And everyone knows it's your fault. What a beautiful island. Oh, great. Now it's sinking. At least in Michigan, you know, when we get those tundras, it's still wind related. So I'm like, ah, it's just colder. It's a colder hurricane. That's all it is. But you also get warnings. That's the thing, right? You get warnings. Okay, we are predicting severe storms today. So please be on alert. At any point, a severe thunderstorm could form and potentially form a tornado. Be on alert. With a hurricane, a hurricane is heading towards the vicinity. You have it'll be here at around this time. Obviously, it can change course, but we've known this for two weeks now. Yes, but with an earthquake, ah, what a beautiful sunny day! What the fuck? (laughs) There's no warning. I feel sorry for like your cats, man. Because they're oh, because they they probably have no idea. They knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. No, don't you know that's a thing? If cat, cats and dogs will react before earthquakes hit, they because they can feel they can feel something's wrong. So if they start acting really, really weird out of nowhere, I can feel it in their bones. Yeah, there might the earth might start shaking. How are we so like de-evolved to all this shit? How do we not know this? We are. Sure. We're, a low frequency, too low or too high for yeah. humans to hear. We're also uh, we're also evolving to the point where we're not going to have body hair in a couple in a couple of evolution cycles. Like we've evolved past the need for body hair. Some of us are already there. Low blow, man. Yeah. Low blow. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about Chris, but what? I'm losing my hair. I don't have, but I don't really have any body hair anyway. That's what I was saying. I do still have some hair on my head, but I don't know how much for much longer. So I'm enjoying yeah. it while I still got it. I just got a little patch meanwhile- up there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've also been shaving your head for a while, so. Yeah. I'm just like, if I'm going to be bald, it's going to be by choice. And you've got the goatee, so you got the full stone cold look going on. Uh, yeah, I've been told oh, no, yeah. the top. You know, it's almost 316. What? Yeah, Eric Flores 316 says I look like a cop. <laughs> well, that's that's unfortunate, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what, do you want to look like a cop? Not really, unless I, I get pulled over, in which case, yeah, I'm a cop. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me know how that works out for you when that happens, by the way. Not I'm very, very well. Curious. Not very well. Typically, typically it goes license registration and they're like oh you puerto rican or you, do you have any weapons in there and i'm like god damn it yes <laughs> and then that's pretty much it 
You do have a weapon in there. Of course. Dude, I drive through Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. It has a reputation over here. Everybody's armed. I'm well aware of Detroit's reputation. <laughs> yeah. So we that was a pretty long introduction about weather. Which is yeah. funny because we actually have a theme for this show and weather was not part of it. But yet, here we are. So today's show is going to be about passion for the music that you love. That's actually the theme of the show. We're going to have two special guests on this episode. My darling wife, Shannon, and her best friend, Kate. They're going to talk about their favorite musical artist and the significance of why we are recording on the 31st episode. We're recording on Saturday, the 13th of March, and why these numbers are important. I'm not going to give away the, uh, the spoilers, of course, as to what we're going to talk about, but they are very passionate about their music, and I think all of us are pretty passionate. So, real quick, do you guys know who your favorite band or musical artist is? Do you have your, a number one? Because I have a number one. I, in, in each category, actually, I have a number one artist and a number one actual band. I had so. a number one band. I'm still trying to find a replacement. Um, so my number one band was Linkin Park. You could still love Linkin Park. I still do love Linkin Park, but I feel like I'm never going to hear another new song from Linkin Park. They are actually working on putting out new music. It's it's not going to be the same. Not without Chester, man. No, it's not. But it's still Linkin Park. That's true. I know. That's true. Uh, and Chester died right after Chris Cornell did. It was so terrible. That was, just, that was a bad year for music. Now, I can I can I guess, Eric, your favorite individual artist? Go Michael Jackson. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Figured. <laughs> I've I've known for a while that you're an MJ fan. Shamon. I mean, it's, good music is good music. That's just it, right? Like, if the music's good, people... Because people always give me that attitude if I mention that I like an artist that's not necessarily, you know... Yeah, they're like, oh, but you know, they did this with their life. I'm like, but I still like their music. It's I and I always bring this back to the wrestling reference of Chris Benoit. The guy was a super scumbag. He murdered his family and then killed himself like a coward. Yeah, I know he had head trauma, but it was still just a scummy way to go. But those last two days of his life don't define the rest of it. He was still a great wrestler. I still watch his matches and I still enjoy them. I like Michael Jackson music. I mean, I like uh the the lead singer of Trapped is kind of a kind of a scummy guy. I still listen to them. <laughs> I mean, they're not relevant anymore, but I've enjoyed their music. But it's I mean, it's 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 can if you can separate the the person and the thing, then then you can still enjoy it. And if you can't, you can't. What do you want me to say? All right. So Eric is all about Linkin Park and Michael Jackson. Dan, I think I already know what your favorite band is. Because we've actually talked about this with your vinyl collection. Yes. It is The Who. Who's on stage? 
Oh, that's what we're trying to figure out. Who was the favorite band? Who's exactly. greatest hit? Who who who's hit. greatest hit? No, 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 Dan. Who's... We're trying to ask you. Who is it? Yes. The who? Oh, it's yes. No. <laughs> no. This is it's... a terrible version of this fucking joke. <laughs> well, that's because that's because Animaniacs did the Abbott and Costello bit with "Who's on stage." with Slappy at Woodstock, and it was fucking brilliant. And we're not going to be able to duplicate that. No, we're not. Like, we can we can try to claim that we're funny guys, and we're not. We're totally not funny, which is why nobody listens to us. But, like, you can't force humor like that. That's why I could never be a stand-up comedian, because I'd be trying too hard to make people laugh. I'd rather just be entertaining. I don't even know if I do that right, but whatever. Once once you guys listen to the thing, I get your click, and, and I the number goes up, so I guess it don't really matter after that point. I just try to make you guys laugh. If we're having a good time, at least we're having a at least we are having a good time. Hey, the three and of us are having a great time. I don't Maybe somebody else will have a good time too. Maybe like three other people will have a good time, so we can double our numbers. Six people had a good time today. Uh, well, and I guess my favorite individual artist would be Billy Joel. Although, like most individual artists, they do have a full band, but when they do the album, it's mostly just them. Well, that's like Bruce Springsteen's got a whole band, but the music is always just Bruce Springsteen. I don't know. What, what's your opinion on the egocentric part of that, where it's like, hey, we're going to listen to Bon Jovi. Like, oh, you mean the band where that's named after the guy that's the main singer? But it's not even like his name is Bon Giovi. That's his last bon name. Giovi. Yeah. Here's here's <laughs> how I feel about it. Um, how big is that paycheck? Oh, that big? You can call whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Keep paying me. Well, I mean, what do you think about ones where it's like even like Bruce Springsteen? It's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. It's you know. Uh, Huey Lewis and the news. It's, I was just about to say that. <laughs> it's, um, you know, all those things. No. I, th- I think I Eric mean, hit it. I, uh, I respect it. I respect it doesn't it. really they're, matter. Yeah, I, it really doesn't. And and they're trying to protect their brand, right? Like, their brand is them. So, we, like, I feel like if we were in a band, and we all of a sudden got, like, uh, James Hetfield or something, and he decided to call the band James Hetfield. Who who are we to argue? We're like the name of this band is going to be James Hetfield's bitches. Be like, I will totally be one of those bitches yeah, because I'm yeah. going to get money. Is that exactly. girl a boy too? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're crashing the boys. Is that girl a boy too? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's not uh but I think I think that could be a preference thing. But yeah, well, I I love everybody that we've talked about so far, so that makes that easy. Yes, I love Billy Joel, Justin. If you're listening, I just say it to piss you off because you're from Long Island. He genuinely hates Bruce and Bon Jovi, though. But I don't try to argue because you know some people are just wrong. Bruce is definitely overrated, but he's still got some really good stuff, though. What I always found funny was like. 
one of his most famous songs isn't even famous because of him, Blinded by the Light. It got a cover that is the Man, most famous Man, version of that song. Band. Like to yeah. cover a lot of songs by Bruce and a couple others. <laughs> That's funny. I, you know, I put a, a little uh, thing on, on Facebook trying to figure out like who's like everybody's favorite cover. And I have to say, even though Michael Jackson's like my favorite standalone, the Alien Ant Farm version of uh, Smooth Criminal is a lot is way better, in my opinion. So good too. Man, I love covers. Like I'll, I will literally think of a song, and then I will go to YouTube and type in that song, and then write cover, and just listen to the same song twenty times, <laughs> just by yeah. different people. Some of the. There, there's because there's always there's two types of covers, right? There's the ones that pay respect to the band and try to get it as close as possible, and then there are the covers that put their own actual spin on it, and sometimes that's even better. That's why I picked Disturbed Sound of Silence. Disturbed being my favorite band, by the way. So oh, I'm going that. in that yeah. direction. Yeah, <laughs> I love Disturbed, and their cover of Sound of Silence blew me away the first time I heard it. At first, the first time I listened to it, I was like. Oh, I was kind of hoping they were going to do like a metal cover of this and make it really badass. And then I listened to the song. I'm like, hold on a second. Let I me hear that version. again. And I played it a second time. And I'm like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like unquestionably the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I, from that point on, that became my favorite cover song of all time. I mean, some cut co- like, and sometimes the cover songs that, that you hear kind of go under the radar a little bit. Like, Lacuna Coil does a cover of Losing My Religion by R.E.M. And it I had no idea it even existed. And then all of a sudden, I find this thing on YouTube where it's like, here's Losing My Religion, Lacuna Coil. It's not like an official video or anything. It's just some fan-made video. It popped up as a recommended video. I'm like, wait a minute, is this what I think it is? And I'm like, this is amazing. How have I never heard this before? Like Nightwish, they do a cover of the Phantom of the Opera song that's incredible. And they do uh, Walking in the Air from the Snowman. And I have each of those songs on my Halloween and Christmas playlist, respectively, for that very reason. So, because holy shit. Now that we're on the topic of like covers and stuff like that, what do you think of like the show Glee? I never watched Glee, but I've heard a lot of the music. And. I like acapella stuff, but it doesn't work for everything. I agree with you on that. Just what because... I like about it is that it, it brings the songs back up for people that they can get back into these older bands. Like, that's good. I haven't been a real... I've heard a few of them. I'm not a big fan of most of them. Um, but... I feel like they should have a, a, a Glee version of, like, classic rock songs for, like, us. Yeah. I mean, my favorite was playing Rock Band because Rock Band got me to rediscover a lot of music that I either had forgotten about or had maybe hadn't heard or. And my God, like I became fans of so many of those songs just because they were fun to play, except for Raining Blood by Slayer. I think that was the one song. That I actually enjoy. I, I'm not can't remember if it was Rock Band or Guitar Hero, but it was uh, Freebird. Playing mm-hmm. Freebird mm-hmm. was 
what it was fucking ridiculous first off because you would have the easiest time up until that solo and then you do a solo right after that solo <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like oh my god and it, you know metallica was when they had one by metallica on guitar hero it's so easy for the first part of the song and then starts going i'm like son of a bitch son of a bitch i'm like furiously hitting buttons and then you, oh. you're exhausted by the time that you're like, I have to give a lot of credit to these musicians because we're playing a game. I'm exhausted by the end of the fucking game. They put on performances that are like hours in length up there. Just I'd playing. Love, I would have loved to be a musician in a band. If I had any kind of musical talent at all, it'd be so much fun. Yeah. And of course, everybody knows my favorite artist is weird. Al. Oh, Weird Al is fucking good. And and talk about a guy who can cover literally any genre. Yeah. And, and is a master at it. And he's still alive, so I think I could pick him as my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Yeah, well, you know, my this, favorite band, like one of the members was dead before I was born. The other one was dead before I was into the band. So. Yeah. Well, that happens, too. <laughs> I mean that would be like that would be like us growing up now and becoming huge fans of the Beatles. And we'd be like, well the lead singer was dead before you might have even been born. Yeah, like a, a a younger kid now. If the kid's really young, it could be uh two members of the band were dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when did George Harrison die? That was in the nineties, right? No. George Harrison is the most recent one. He was in the last 10 years. Are we sure? Because there's certain things that I think are happening in the last 10 years. My mom woke 20 fucking years ago. Yeah, my mom woke me up for school and told me that George Harrison died because she was so upset by it. I distinctly remember that. Because that Uh, was her favorite. 2001. Yeah. (laughs) She was like super upset by that. Yeah, well, actually, it was my. uh, it was my sister who told me that like Kurt Cobain died. Yeah, and I didn't want to believe her either because I was just like, uh, like, yeah, right. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I didn't even really dis- not- discovered my taste in music yet. And Kurt Cobain was already dead. I didn't even I don't know if I knew about Nirvana or anything about Nirvana until he was dead. Really? I'm not, not 100 percent sure. I feel like. Well, I don't know. I grew up in Florida, so. What about the What about the member of Metallica that died in the bus accident? That was before I was ever a fan of Metallica. I was uh, like eighty two, so I would have been. I wouldn't have even been born yet. I think. Wait, what? I I don't even know about this. Who died? Cliff Burton, the original bassist. He died in. It was eighty six, September eighty six. Uh, well, yeah, we I definitely children. wasn't listening to their music, considering I was like one. Uh, I know. Well, that's this is how this this is how this works. Yeah, yeah. There's always there's a lot of passion that goes into music, which is awesome. And we are going to invite on my wife and her friend to discuss their passion of music. And their favorite artist. And I'll just go ahead and say who this is now. 
because some people may not want to listen to this episode as a result. It's Taylor Swift. There's a lot of Taylor Swift haters out there. But as Taylor says, haters going to hate, 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 hate. And if you're passionate about something and you make somebody feel bad about that, you are literally the worst type of person. And they are going to excitedly discuss Taylor Swift on this week's Nerd Table. Although, maybe we can steer the conversation in another direction. I don't know how this is going to go yet. This could be very unpredictable, but I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of fun. So, please stay tuned after this brief commercial and come back to listen to my wife and her friend literally hijack the show, as they have threatened to do, and discuss Taylor Swift. What's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny, host of the Jay Bunny's Music Hub podcast, right here on CKCC Radio. Just want to let everybody know about a fun little giveaway I'm doing on my podcast. On a recent episode, I interviewed members of the band Chemical Straightjacket, which just released their new album, Dark Progression, back in February. And I've got some copies to give away. If you like what you're hearing right now and you want to win a copy of that new CD, Dark Progression by Chemical Straightjacket, head over to facebook.com slash Hub, find the podcast episode for Chemical Straightjacket, and just comment on that post and say that you're interested in a CD. That's facebook.com slash J-B-U-N-N-Y-S Music Hub. Keep rocking, everybody. Joining us now at the Nerd Table, please welcome back to the show, my darling wife, Shannon, and her best friend, Kate. (laughs) Anytime you guys want to join in the conversation, (laughs) they're just laughing right now. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Nerd Table. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We're you just ha- to um, spread the gospel of Taylor Swift. Well, you were so excited that when I introduced you, you just giggled. <laughs> so is this they what we're to work out the nerves. Here? They yeah. got to work out the nerves of being on a live podcast, which isn't even live at all. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> it's live. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we're uh, on Twitch right now. We're on Twitch right oh, now. We Say could. hi. I could, I could make this live right now. <laughs> I could make this more interesting. So we're talking about our favorite musical artists and our passion for those musical artists. And the two of you, when it comes to being Swifties, are the two biggest ones that I know personally. I don't know if there are bigger Swifties out there. There might be. No, we pretty no. much no. <laughs> you you pretty much have the yeah, monopoly on this. That actually get invited to Taylor's house and get to hang out with her personally. Yeah. We're not ever going to be one of those people. But and the, co- and the conspiracy Swifties. Oh yeah, those I'm ones too are, lazy. Yeah, I, I don't understand those. Oh <laughs> anyway. so, yeah. Okay. Well, what what makes you think you're not cool enough to be invited to her house? That could totally happen. You have to like. Kiss her ass a lot on social media. Oh, I would do that. It seems kind of exhausting to be like, look at me. I think it's like a lot of them have um, their own blogs and everything yeah. and like pretty much make it their life. Yeah, it's like a part-time job, I it think. It is. It really is, it seems like. And we're in, for, we're in it for, I guess, I don't know, not to make it a job. We want to enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, well, that's that's fair. I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't want my job to be harassing someone on social media. So I, I can understand that. So 
How did you initially become fans of Taylor Swift? So, um, I actually have been a fan since um, the beginning. That's just when I was introduced to her. I listened to a lot of country, and that's how she got her start. So, our song was my introduction into Taylor, and I just actually, I just never stopped. I actually spent a lot of my time when I was studying abroad, just listening to nothing but fearless over and over again. So same. My first song was love story. I heard it on the radio on when I was in the highway driving with my dad and I went home and like old school Googled the lyrics. <laughs> And I was like, I need to buy this whole album. So I bought the whole Fearless album and I was just hooked. So I'm not like OG OG. I'm like second tier OG. <laughs> I didn't come in at debut like you did. But. I just, that's just ha- how I happened to be introduced to her. That does not mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Just because I listen to a lot of country. True. All fans are welcome. Yes. <laughs> we do not discriminate against when you found out about Taylor. I mean, we're all here now. It doesn't matter how you got here. Exactly. <laughs> a fair way of doing it you know how many fandoms would could really use that logic all of them like all of them all of that logic literally all of them really toxic yeah that's the thing though about swifties is they're all we're all just like taylor we're like i mean you kind of become the person you idolize in i guess a certain way and she's like the sweetest most down-to-earth person so we all replicate that so i think that it's a pretty safe space to be kindness is important to her and she's always showing kindness to fans to like i don't know interviewers so it's like yeah it's respect towards each other i guess that's good to know because how many how many famous people in general are not respectful or appreciative of their fans exactly. we all we all she know there's plenty of examples not away from them right yeah does she ever have any crazy ass stalker fans yeah oh of course yeah yeah her security actually when they i'm sorry i'm full of like useless taylor go, facts. Go, go, go. that's the whole point of this is to be passionate <laughs> Her security actually has like a facial recognition system set up in place for her shows where they actually go through and look for things like past stalkers of hers, people who are like um, sexual predators, um, human traffickers, things like that. Like her security team goes through all of her shows and has that security system set up for everybody who's in the arena so that not only Taylor's safe, but everyone's safe. Yeah, it's really great. And they don't ever has, catch anybody, do they? Like, not that I've ever heard. I don't know. I know that some people actually have made it in her house and like slept in her bed. Yeah, that's, that's like invasive. That's scary. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like I don't think it's anyone who's ever wanted to do harm. I think it's just someone who became so obsessed with the idea of her. They needed to. They felt like she needed to be theirs. Yeah. Ugh. Creepy. But you can't be selfish and keep the person for them for yourself. Right. That's just that, that might be hard to explain. Well, do you I know? I don't think it's that hard to explain. I don't think you should ever break into somebody <laughs> else's house right there. <laughs> to just like it's not hard in to their explain. bed. But for some reason, people don't understand that. Well, well, Dan and I, both being wrestling fans, have had the unfortunate pleasure of seeing these stories of these crazy male stalkers that go after the females and 
Just recently, one of them actually quit WWE because a fan, a psychotic fan who had been stalking the girl on social media for about eight months, actually broke into her house with the intention of kidnapping her. That is awful. Did you know, Chris, I know you're a horror movie fan and you know, um, the Jason series. I can't remember the lead girl in the first one, the blonde girl. I don't remember her name, but she had to be killed off in the beginning of the second one because she had a stalker so bad. Yes. Yes. I, I actually remember that when I did my Friday the 13th movie marathon like two summers ago. Yeah. And I, not, I remember that distinctly. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like, you know, the feminist drum, but like, why do women have to quit what they do? Because someone can't handle themselves. Exactly. It's, it's awful. Or, oh, it is. You know, walk around at night. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry for the. Yeah, Other it's fine. <laughs> to, to be fair, digress. <laughs> to be fair, I'm also scared to walk around at night. Yeah, but you live in proximity to Detroit, so I understand that. Oh my god! We just mentioned that before we invited the guests on. We talked about how you carry you carry a firearm because you go through Detroit. Damn. Yeah, but that's that, that, that is how it is. Well, well, crazy. All right, so crazy stalkers aside, because my God, with the the crazy stalker stalker crap here. But um, so we've we've kind of talked about how you became Taylor Swift fans, but what you you kind of already touched on it. But there's always a reason why someone vaults into your number one spot. They become your favorite artist. What was it about her and her music that made her stand out from? every other artist that's out there. I know. Lyrics for sure. Lyrics. Yeah. I'm someone who loves like poetry and words that like cut super deep. And I always felt like her music is like poetry in song form. Exactly. I mean, there you can say you're gorgeous inside and out, or you can say handsome, you're a mansion with a view. Which would you rather hear? It's so fun. You know, it's definitely, I think, lyrics for sure. She's a wordsmith. Yes, she always twists a phrase too. I love it Mm -hmm. to have like a double meaning. That's my favorite. And she keeps it like interesting the way that she's like a genius. The way that she incorporates like the number 13 into everything or (laughs) the way that like she everything is all tied together in some way. It's like that's part of the the grand scheme and we have to figure it out. Yeah, a true mastermind, if you will. (laughs) That's why that's why you're actually on this episode, right? Because even though this epi- people are listening to this episode on Monday the 15th, we're recording on the 13th of March. And it's your 31st episode. So yes, it is. Backwards, Taylor is 31. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of lot of Taylor references going on today. This is specifically why you came to me to be on this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I may or may not have threatened you if we weren't able to get this specific spot on this. Yeah. I love the passion. <laughs> Yeah, see, it was see, very important to me. So, so Eric, just so that you're you're on the same page with me here, uh, I got threatened by a crazy fan. <laughs> to be honest, you know, if you wasn't going to say it, I was. I was just like, oh, so what? What we just talked about is literally. <laughs> oh my! Uh, quite literally, what we just talked about, <laughs> but. Didn't we just? That's crazy. Those? We really did. It was about yeah, no, no, yeah. So, do you? Uh, I'm just gonna ask this out front because 
this this is a safe space, but there's also no boundaries here. Do you do you just have do you just have total giant lady crushes on Taylor? Like yes, yeah, okay, yeah, right. I mean, yes, yeah. That's fair. I can admit that. Yeah, for sure. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I actually have no idea idea what Taylor looks like. Let me look it up real quick. (gasps) Oh, you're gonna get a bunch of eras. She goes. (laughs) Okay, like red era. Red era is like 1989 is like most well known. Yeah, like. But I love the red era hair with the the hair and how it's like so straight. Yes, Yes. so pretty. Yes. So who knows what you're gonna get? It's gonna be Uh, on that shelf. I'm really, it'll probably be something recent. Yeah. Like curly bangs, natural. I I looked up Red Era, just like you guys said to look it up, so. Oh, Oh, yeah, she's very pretty. Right? Isn't she so cute? She's adorbs. Yeah, it's like, yes, we have girl crushes on her, but we also, like, feel like we really know her. Like, I'm genuinely happy when she's genuinely happy. Yeah. And like kind of thing. So there's like a connection. I feel like she kind of keeps with her fans. I agree. She's so personal with them. Yes. I love it. Even though we've never met, I feel like we've still met. Kindred spirit. <laughs> so what would you say your favorite song or album oh. is? And <laughs> is your favorite album. song on your favorite album? How much time do we have left in this episode? Hold on. <laughs> Let me make sure we've got enough time to cover this. Down to like two. I don't know. I can give you all too well and my whole heart right oh. now. <laughs> all too well. God. So good. <gasps> Fucking masterpiece status. Yes. It's like a whole story and it's lyrically just so pretty and perfect. Oh. Yes. It's a story from top to bottom. I love it. And you like, it's the kind of song where you can't just casually listen to it there's no casual like earphones need to be in you need to be immersed and present it's emotional (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you need to be immersed in the song and yeah yeah i i I see that and that would be your favorite so good so so if this is all right so it's your favorite song so what is the actual song about specifically jake 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 (laughs) (laughs) but it's like Chris knows we don't like Jake. Yeah, no. What's the, he knows that he owes us a scarf too. <laughs> yeah, right. It's this. I like a, I like another guy named Jake. I think he's Aww. pretty cool. <laughs> Nobody's gonna State get Farm? that. Him too. No, not Jake from State Farm. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Although he did say something to Chris about being Jake from State Farm. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, Eric! I'm sorry that I have to. You you don't you don't know Kate personally. Jake is her boyfriend. Oh, okay. He, he's <laughs> he's a very fine gentleman, an outstanding citizen who uses his left and right turn indicators. So. I seriously Although thought you were going. Actually, I have, <laughs> no, I wasn't going with Jake from State Farm. God, you know, no, he's got the, it's all. Always I Jake like Jake now just because you sell me. He actually uses his turn signals and shit, so that's good. <laughs> been in a car with him but yeah he knows that <laughs> for sure with the oh whole question <laughs> i get the i get the impression that he does if he doesn't then well i mean fuck me then but <laughs> no, i'll does. still put i'll still put him over it's fine i love it it's fine okay so shannon what's your favorite taylor swift song so i would have to say 
So my two favorite albums are Lover and 1989. So my two favorite songs off of those are um, Wildest Dreams off 1989. Fun fact on that one, the beat in Wildest Dreams is actually Taylor's heartbeat. Like her actual heartbeat. So like the background beat. So that's actually really awesome. And then off of Lover, um, Cruel Summer is definitely my favorite one off that one. Top choices. But we're not talking about Joan Jett's Cruel Summer. For the 80s, the 80s fans, that would probably <laughs> hear Cruel Summer and go with that. Fun fact, Joan Jett, Bad Reputation, was the last song that played before Taylor came out on her Reputation Stadium tour, though. I'll connect okay. everything to Taylor. I got this. Okay. <laughs> Oh, is it was this like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, except we can connect everything to Taylor Swift? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> is her name oh. actually Taylor Swift or is that a stage name? Taylor yeah. Allison Swift. Yep. Taylor Allison Swift. No, because it because that's a cool sounding name. It sounds like a stage name. Nope. That's on her birth certificate. Right. Is what it is. That's what her mother uh, do you gave have, her. That's what Andrew do you, do, do you have those saved on your phones? Like copies of her birth certificate <laughs> not obsessed fans by the way they're they're not gonna i mean we've, we've already established they're not going to stalk her i'm demanding a birth certificate i'm not a stalker not at all but who knows where else we're going with this i may or may not have adoption papers ready to go hey if she wants to adopt you i'm all for that because she's very rich she can she can adopt you all she wants. I'll be fine with that. Just don't remember. Don't remember. I got another piece of paper that says we're connected. Hide the receipt, Shannon. He can't return you. That's why I don't get receipts with anything. I don't think hey, he's trying to return. It, I think he's what, trying to prove ownership at this point. I have no idea what's going on. Hey, hey. Her dad gave a wedding toast and said that I was not allowed to return her under any circumstances. So he told me about from like day one. <laughs> Eric was there for that. I was. I was. I actually gave my own toast. Aww. You did. You you toasted about how you showed up at our house at nine a.m. We were still in our pajamas. <laughs> uh, it's still the highlight. I just uh, showed up one day. Like, hey, would you be mad if I come over? Like, no. All right, cool. I'm at the door. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And it, I thought you were messing with me. And then I went, I looked through the peephole and I just see you standing there with this big smile on your face, motorcycle helmet and all. I'm like, pants on at the time. I had to put pants on to go check the door. Oh my gosh. This is how, this is how early you were. <laughs> I'm now, always Shannon, an early person. He has threatened to show up at our house now. Well, there's another bed that he can sleep in. Eric, please come. When are, when can I unlock the door for you? Uh, Eric, well, funny you that you to... ask because I'm currently at the. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. That would be that would be some shit, wouldn't it? it would be something, yeah. <laughs> that would be really talented the way you just did that. Eric, are you from New Jersey? Or are you from Florida? Well, uh, from Florida. Nice. That's a hike. You don't even. <laughs> Eric, I don't live from... in Florida now. Now I'm in Eric, Michigan. Eric, come on, Eric. There's a connection uh, for you and Kate. What state did you, did you, well, I shouldn't say right, you grew up right. in. I grew up in New York until I was five or ten. Oh, nice. And then I moved to like, I say five, five or ten. Or because ten? I, five, between five, five and ten. 
Between I remember. Five and ten. Uh, I, okay, hold up. The last movie that I remember seeing in New York was Mrs. Doubtfire. So whenever that came out, after that, that mid nineties. Well, I'm yeah. glad you left on a high note. <laughs> Between five and ten, you're in school at that point. You can't remember how old you were. No, I can't remember how old I am now. I have to like Eric. Oh, Eric, what you have for breakfast? Can you remember Some, that? Uh, edibles. Bed was oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and you're not here sharing. You know what? Ah. Dan, how hey, long were you in I, New York for? When Dan, I come over, I will bring some edibles. Thank you. <laughs> Dan, how long were you in Syracuse for? Uh, well, we, we, we moved around. My dad was in the Navy, so we moved around a lot growing up until about fourth grade. So fourth grade till... I graduated, and I was in high school for five years. We could talk about that some other time. There is some stories to be had there. I'm sure there is, but we're we're trying to stay uh, positive, like Taylor said. And then I was uh, 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 technically there. We were there for two years of me in college. So, hey, how long oh, were you in New York for? I was in um, New York since I think I moved. We moved when I was 16, so I was there for 16 years. I'm from a tiny town. It's like 40, 40 miles north of Syracuse. It's called Pulaski. It's known for its salmon fishing. Oh, Pulaski. You know! It's, it's a little hick town. I, I was, I, for the most part, I lived in Constantia. Oh, okay. I know where that is. My sister lives in Cicero right now, and that's kind of on the other side of that little lake there, right? Yep. Nice. It's a good area. Like, summers there are great and beautiful, but, oi, those winters. <laughs> Hey, we talked about that before you guys came on the show. We talked about brutal weather and what what our areas were known for. And like here here in Amish country, our area is not known for any weather. It's known for bipolar weather. <laughs> Pretty yes. much. This yes, show is known for coming full circle. Gone, and now we have the heat. It on. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it snows and then the sun comes out and it melts the snow and then it snows again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because I moved up from Florida up to Michigan and I work on air conditionings, but I have very, if any, like experience working on heaters. So I'm just like, I don't normally I just open the fucking window. I have no idea what to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> we all know. We all know where my wife grew up at. The city of brotherly love. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize it was talked about that much. Oh, well, with Gritty existing, it's talked about quite a bit, actually. I love him. Gritty is a freaking national treasure. If anyone has anything bad to say about him, they have to come. Actually, don't come for me. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm really tired. I don't know if he's a national I treasure. I have the energy but... to fight that off. <laughs> It's the city that threw snowballs at Santa Claus that still gets <laughs> talked about to this day. Misunderstanding, but I don't think anyone really cares. <laughs> Y'all, it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> I don't think anyone threw snowballs at Santa. Didn't Philadelphia also kick that robot's ass, that yeah. traveling robot? You <laughs> made it like all the way across Canada yeah. and you hit Philly, and all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, that's right. Philly. Ro oh, yeah, Philadelphia. They ruined that travel robot. Name. They kicked his sweet little ass. <laughs> <laughs> they sold his ass for parts. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that might be the most Philly thing that's ever happened, actually. Right? Wow. 
I've never even heard of this. So there was like, uh, what was the robot doing? Just traveling for travel well, sake? It was like yeah. a hitchhiker it robot. Was a, like to show how nice people can be. <laughs> and he went like all the way across Canada. And they're like, okay, well, let's start him on the East Coast of the US and let's see how far he can go. <laughs> he made it to Philly <laughs> and all of a sudden... <laughs> He's he just, did not make it very far. He no. did not make it far at all. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. So he made it all through Canada just fine. Started on the East Coast, <laughs> which is probably on him, oh. mind you. <laughs> probably the mistake start, was starting on the East Coast. <laughs> if he started on the West Coast, he probably would have made it pretty far because he would have gone through... The, the land of the hippies and then the land of southern and midwestern hospitality. And then he would have gotten over here and they would have been like, hey, oh, a robot. His name was Hitchbot. Look at his carcass. <laughs> now his name is Scrap Metal. Legs and arms that are like dismembered. You guys, it's a true crime podcast now. <laughs> Linguo dead? Linguo is dead. We could tie this into Simpsons references too. <laughs> Oh, poor little robot. He, he got Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ouch. This is the second picture you made me look up today. <laughs> First, Eric got to see how pretty Taylor Swift is. And now he gets to see what Philadelphia did to a poor, innocent robot that just wanted to hitchhike. Well, Eric knows about breaking robots, don't you, Eric? Because you well, worked at yeah. Disney. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> yeah. Many, many rides <laughs> felt the fault of uh, the, 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 the hand of Eric came down on so many rides. Oh, my gosh. But yeah. So. So anyway, uh, let's let's circle. Let's attempt to circle back to the music portion of they the destroyed him he's murdered man yeah he's a, he's a, <laughs> yeah like i said he was sold for parts <laughs> i was not lying okay so one of, right i'm gonna try to bring the circle full circle we'll see how this goes so <clears throat> the uh taylor the big would never let that happen how taylor would not let that happen <laughs> so the big stereotype for taylor swift for many many years was that she was really bad with relationships and that was a that was a big thing that everybody always talked about. And you're groaning because you're probably sick of hearing it. Yes. But, yeah. But since we have two Swifties on board, too, by the way. Well, please, please shut this down once and for Horse all. That's is, is what it is. Horse shit. But be, well, the thing is, she wrote entire albums about her breakup. So people aren't going to let that go so what easily. Ed yeah. I mean, what does Justin Bieber do? Like. How many people sing about their relationships? But for some reason, if she does it, Harry Styles does it. Like yeah, One Direction, all yeah. love songs. Exactly. Like she's. This is not groundbreaking material here, guys. Like we're writing about your relationships. It's not groundbreaking. And it's. Okay. I also have never heard of any of, of the artists that you've mentioned just now. <laughs> <laughs> you actually don't know who Ed Sheeran is. No, I know who Ed Sheeran is. And that redhead okay. in Game of Thrones. That redhead in Game of Thrones. He made a five-second appearance on Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh. That redhead. Today I learned. He is he is quite a ginger. 
Eric, would would he? What would that mean about his soul, Eric? Non-existent. Clearly, I don't know. If, <laughs> I know Katie's <laughs> listening to this episode, guys. Well, I know Katie's listening to this episode because not only is Shannon on it, but we're talking about Taylor. So I know she's listening. So, Eric, would you like to say hi to Katie? (laughs) Hi, Katie. (laughs) You know how to reach me. I'll wait for your angry text message. (laughs) Apparently, apparently you and Ed Sheeran don't have souls, according to Eric. But but, okay. And I know I'm not even going to ask. If, if you're joking about the Justin Bieber thing. I mean, I'd like to not know I, no, that Justin no. Bieber existed, I, but... I think it's really bad for all celebrities in particular, like, that their relationship status is just going to be put on blast, right? So, like, everybody's going to know all their shit. So, I can't... I don't, I don't blame any celebrity for anything that happens relationship-wise because it's just so much... People are always going to favor one one celebrity over another. So it's right. unfortunate. Well, that was like I'll 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 tie this into cuz cuz like you said you circle back. I'll tie this into a wrestling reference. This is why Sasha Banks never talked about her husband because the second people found out she was married, she was getting bullied by the male fans, specifically because her husband is kind of nerdy looking and a little chubby and they're like that's who she married. She could do better. And he makes clothes. And he makes clothes. Yeah, he's a seamstress. And he's proud of that. He even says seamstress on his Twitter profile. He's proud of that title. He should be. He makes amazing clothes. But, you know, that's... Her costumes are always badass. Well, look what happened to the Nikki Bella John Cena thing. That imploded very publicly. <laughs> and it was bad for everyone involved. Because I just read the Bella Twins book, which was surprisingly good. Shannon actually read it first. I told you, it was Nikki bad. and Nikki and Brie. Nikki and Brie. Brie. Bella Twins. Yeah, even if you don't know wrestling, you probably still know who the Bella Twins are because they have become their own thing. I've heard of them. Are they wrestling? They used to be. Okay. Now they are. Oh my God! They're winos. <laughs> and what else do they do? They make clothes. They have a wine brand. They have a hair yeah. brand. Hair pro- care products. Wow. They have a ton of stuff. Yeah. But Nikki's relationship with John Cena went very public. Everybody assumed that because he was popular, that's the only reason she was getting any kind of success. When their breakup happened, it was public as well, and it wasn't it didn't go very well. So, you know, that's but again, it was it was a thing that was faulting on her, not him. So I understand where you're coming from with that point of view. Why? There's everybody always make memes and jokes about Taylor, but nobody ever talks about Harry Styles. Although maybe that's because, no offense if you like that music, but I think that sums it up right there. I think her, hey, even objectively speaking, her music's way better than any of the three we mentioned. She doesn't need auto-tune to sing. We, we agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I mean, friggin' Justin Bieber is the king of auto-tune now. Yeah. And, well, yeah, I'd have to give it to him since, you know, Daft Punk broke up. <laughs> oh, yeah, is people that, were devastated that about soon? that. Is that uh, okay, I feel like maybe that was too soon. I apologize for anybody <laughs> who likes Daft Punk. I mean, yeah, but eh, it's Daft Punk. I'm sorry, that wasn't my thing, but if it was your thing, that's fine. That's I don't fine. think it's... Taylor's done that, so I don't know what it is. Is Daft Punk a band? 
<laughs> I think it's a genre, but I don't think oh. touched it. No, no, Daft, Daft Punk is a band. Oh man, is it a genre? Uh, they're like their own genre at this. Point. They really are because so you can't really. It's a band. Yeah. Okay. It's like two guys doing electronic shit. Ugh. Oh my god, no, Shannon! We can just get in the kitchen and bang on pots and pans and say <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> There's a very obvious joke there about Daft Punk and Pots and Fans being banged. Is it too soon to make it, Eric? You tell me. You're, you're the one <laughs> that brought this into it. No, you, I, you brought, I love it. You I love it. Into it. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> and you, you are, are one of them. them. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You are one of them. Uh, Seth. So, I I would assume. That if Taylor Swift came to Disney, she would be a very pleasant guest, unlike some of the other celebrities who've come there. I would, I feel like that would be a correct statement. Because Beaver got kicked out. Really? Yeah. Are yes. You, are you serious? Yeah, he um, was very rude to cast members and everyone that he met. This was also years ago. I don't know what he's like now, personally. So, I mean... I, I dated Selena Gomez for a while, I and I trust her pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Or Selena Gomez. What was she thinking? I know they were like almost engaged. What was she thinking? See, uh, this she is might this know is him proof. a little better than we do. I don't know. Maybe there's that. This is proof that I not everything that comes out of Canada is good. Right now, I don't pay attention. He might be a completely different person. I think he might be a completely different person because. Think about like when he became famous and yeah, how he became was, famous. Like, Twelve, yeah. That when he got kicked out, he was like seventeen. So you that know, was like during like, one of his really, really bad times, right? His career, yeah. like, was a little entitled. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. He might, he might have grown into a, a little more now. <laughs> when you get kicked out of Disney World, you tend to reevaluate your life. <laughs> like, oh uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> this was the trigger point for my life. This was the downfall. <laughs> Well, there was there's only one one particular artist that I really did not enjoy like uh assisting when I worked at Disney and that was Mariah Carey. Oh tea. She is no, tea, no lemonade, <laughs> but what's the tea? <laughs> yeah, we we need to know this. Okay, so it's not that she was very mean. Um she ended up being very mean at the end, but it wasn't like uh, deliberate. So she was very nice to cast members and everything like that. But she wanted to go on a ride. I'm not going to name the ride, but it re- involves you soaring over places. So um, <clears throat> <laughs> if you couldn't get the, the reference on that. So she wanted to do that with her child, but the child's not tall enough. And we're just like, well, you know, for safety reasons, we couldn't do it. And managers got involved. And then she like started to flirt with a manager to like try to get the child on and we're like what are you doing he's clearly on the same team as you if you well, couldn't well, tell a rule with cast members it's gay until proven straight it's an unspoken rule and it's pretty accurate like i mean i feel like that's probably some of the, like the biggest of the gay community works at disney so i mean yeah yeah um i've seen a lot of stuff but that that was pretty much it and then she just became so nasty when she could when her kid couldn't ride and we're just like they never gave in thank god 
because there was a moment I thought they were going to, and I'm just like, well, I, I don't Zoran, know. Do. You're going to be following the price tag and the name, and they're like, oh shit, maybe we should do this. <laughs> so they never gave in. They they ran through, and then she just got really upset, and then she got in her little uh, SUV and left because they literally drove the SUV to the back part of the attraction. Like they didn't have to do anything. That, that's the thing that people don't understand is they're never actually out in the public where people can recognize them, especially like these A-list celebrities that are going to get recognized right away. <clears throat> so imagine going to this attraction, them telling you no, throwing a fit, not right, letting anybody else in your party who is actually tall enough to ride ride, t- calling everybody back into your van and then leaving. That was pretty much what happened. <laughs> Oh my god! An uneventful time. <laughs> What'd you do today? At, oh, I drove up to Disney and then left. <laughs> I got told no. I'm a tiny bit and left. I've I've heard from multiple people that she like she has a certain order of things that needs to get like done in that way. <clears throat> so she'll okay. literally go to Magic Kingdom, do one ride, leave, go to Epcot, do one ride, then go back to Magic Kingdom to do a different ride. Instead of doing all the rides in one park, then going to a different park, she'll literally just go from ride to ride. That sounds diagnosable. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> and and in the best of times, in the best of times, while uh, while it's operating, it'll take you thirty minutes to get from one park to another. Even with a private escort, you're not. Even doing with that. a private escort, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's with a private escort. <laughs> Each theme park seems exhausting in itself, and that seems to add extra layers of exhaustion between each thing. Like, I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> it's so crazy to me because, like, I've never been there, and I might never get to. Same. And and this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> goes in uh, there, doesn't, doesn't even do anything. <laughs> Like nope, My we're done. And not forty inches. I have a problem with this. And nobody else gets to do anything either. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know what Nick Cannon was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking she was hot in the nineties. Can't buy me love. <laughs> See how that worked out for him. Oi. Hey, I, what is he doing now anyway? He's he not singing. I think. Oh, no, I don't want to. He host stuff now? I think he oh, okay. hosts that masked singer. That's the last thing I ever saw him in. I liked his appearance on Chappelle's show. When Wayne Chappelle Brady show? takes over. Yeah, when Wayne oh, Brady takes over. He yes. realizes his kid now thinks Nick Cannon is cool. <laughs> Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon. The Wayne Brady episode was fucking hilarious, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's on HBO Max, and I'm all about it, by the way, because that show was amazing. Because, hey, that first skit they do on that first episode is about <laughs> fuck the customers. <laughs> Make them wait. Why? Because fuck them. That's why. <laughs> need to watch this. There is. Yeah, it's, it is brilliant. I, I don't want to go back too much on the parks, but I'll, I'll say one thing. There's a rule where if a cast member had lost their fucking mind on a guest and you recognize that guest and you know who that cast member is and they normally don't do anything, you know that guest is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Because we worked with a couple of people like that, and they're like, somebody just flipped out in front of a guest. You're like, wait, who? Yeah. <laughs> they don't flip like, out. And then you realize, you see you see the guest, and you're just like, wait a minute. This, this might actually make sense. Is management that forgiving? As no, you don't when it comes to safety. <laughs> Not no. when it comes to safety, because you can't you can't make an exception there because if they let them on the ride and then the kid got hurt, which assuredly would have happened if they were too small to ride, then that would be lawsuit city. And if it's a celebrity, that means publicity. Oh, double whammy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just, a child fell out of a, just <laughs> a moving vehicle. However, <laughs> walking into a manager completely losing their shit backstage so satisfying. Oh, so, yeah. so satisfying. Like, oh, you guys are human. <laughs> and just move oh, yeah, on. <laughs> we had a couple of good ones. Like, I remember I had to kit. I, I removed two kids from the ride for flipping off the cameras after I told them repeatedly not to do it. And they did it a second time. And I got the manager up here. He goes, so what do you want to do? And I was like, if you want to let them ride, I'm fine with it. But I want you to explain it to them because apparently that's not getting through when I say it. So then he told them and then they finally got a chance to ride. They did it. And then they thanked me profusely because I didn't actually kick them out. Because they were, you know, it was just two teenage boys just being just being goofy. And I'm like, guys, don't do that. Don't do that. And then finally, I'm like, all right, stand over here for a second. And they're like, what do you know now? Now they realize that they got caught and things are not working out well. And when the manager figured out what was happening, he's just like, all right, guys, listen, you were explained. You did it again. This is a family park, blah, blah, blah. They can see what you're doing. Just don't do it. We don't want to have to kick you guys out. And then they apologized. And I was like, you know what? Because for me, that was all it would, it, would, it would take. And I was like, thank you. You have, you have my back and you guys said you're sorry. Go ahead. Get on the ride. Because I already cycled through a bunch of people while you were waiting here. So I just wasted your time. But you deserved it. And then they were, they were apologetic. And for all I know, they didn't pull any more shenanigans like that the rest of the day. Because, Eric, you know this. You could tell which guest you dismissed that learned their lesson and which guest you dismissed that you knew were going to go pull that a second time. You yeah. knew which ones it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, okay, back to Taylor Swift. Okay. If, if you had to recommend an album for somebody who's never listened to Taylor Swift, which album would you recommend? I would have to say, like... I'd have to know what kind of music they listen to yeah, what, on genre? a normal basis because she has done everything under the sun. She yeah. does not stick to one genre. She's done country. She's done pop. Folk. She's done alternative. She's done rap even. I mean, I think it, you would have to see where they're at in like their personal journey in life. Yeah. And what kind of music they usually listen to. Yeah. I feel like it would be so safe to recommend 1989 or the, folklore. Yes. Those are safe because folklore, I think I'd say evermore over folklore because oh. folklore is very, very deep and that oh, can be right. very, it's, it can be one note in the sound. Folklore has, I mean, evermore has more of a up, down, up, down. Yeah. And evermore is more of like, I feel like 
folklore is more into like your soul and then yeah. evermore is more telling stories this is because they're sister albums right they only came out six months apart mom's been spoiling us this year i know <laughs> evermore totally kind of gives me red vibes in the like disjointedness yes. and fans are truly torn on the disjointedness they call it not cohesive or incohesive and there is in fandom argument about the cohesiveness of red it's yeah wild, because, like i mean she puts like tracks in certain places mm-hmm. um on each album there's a reason behind literally every single thing that she does including yes. the track placement including how many beats are in each track like literally there's so much thought that goes into it yes and red definitely has you know that song that just tears you apart inside and then you go straight to 22 yep and you're jumping around partying like but you're like wiping your tears away like let me (laughs) yeah there's no there's no breather song in that one and some fans can totally roll with that like let's go we're jamming right some fans are like no (laughs) (laughs) like i totally go from something like all too well straight into shake it off and i can like you know bounce back between those type and like that's not an issue for me but i can see where other people would be like hold on like nope. breather <laughs> we like let's hit pause in between each track kind of thing right like i feel like stay 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 is a good buffer yeah it's not too upbeat but it's but fun it still has like the lyrics that like will get you at points and it's still sweet it's like yeah. i can work my way up to 22 <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> but yeah, 1989 is safe. I think that's a really good one. That's it's also pop. like one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Yeah. And Night- someone is going to know at least one song from it. Exactly. There were so many, um, well, we had Blank Space. Yeah. Um, Shake It Bad Off. Bad Blood, Shake It Off. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot of good ones. On- Welcome to New York, even. Oh my God, it's so- um, yeah, there's a lot of popular ones. Wildest Dreams. FYI, Taylor's version of Wildest Dreams is going to be in um, some movie about a horse. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you much about the movie, except Wildest Dreams totally. <laughs> um, the movie about a horse. It's an ad- It looks good. We're going to see it, obviously. Um, Seabiscuit? Prepare yourself. <laughs> What's it called? Spirit? <laughs> I don't know. It was just released yesterday in the trailer. It's going to be in a movie about a horse. (laughs) I paid attention to some point of it. (laughs) Zero in on Taylor. Fuck the horse. The horse was cute. I don't know about the person who was on the horse. I mean, it's animated. (laughs) Who even knows? Eric, you're on your Google game right now. What movie about a horse just came out that has a Taylor Swift song in it? Spirit something. (laughs) I don't know. The whole internet in front of you, and you don't know. I it was don't on your stories know. yesterday, if that no. helps. I raised the alarm. <laughs> you did, and I am grateful. I have that bitch on post notifications. <laughs> I, I feel like I see her, like, her story, and I get, like, an overwhelming sense of, like, anxiety. I because what is, I, you, what is this bitch what, up to? Exactly. Like, what is she, like... What is what's how are you going to rock my world today? Because I don't know if I'm prepared enough for it. It's like, oh hey guys, yes. I've been really quiet for six months. 
Um, how about an album? Yeah, it's here's a sequence of photos. And me and Shannon are like, do you think we're getting a folklore music video? No, bitch, you're getting a new album. And a new music video. <laughs> but it's a, yeah, like, I mean, we've been on a wild ride le- yes. recently. Mom has been spoiling us. She truly has. <laughs> yeah, but no, I see that she's posted a story. And honestly, my anxiety oh. level goes through the roof. <laughs> Like, Do I have stuff. to stay up tonight and listen to a new album? <laughs> Especially if it's on a Thursday, because that's oh when God. you know something's going to go down. She drops things on Thursdays at midnight and into Friday. And and if the date equals 13, always expect fuckery. Although Fuckery wh- is afoot. Although when she, remember two weeks ago, I told mm-hmm. you, I was like, we're oh. getting something this Friday. We're getting it. There was on a um, Spotify clip, she blocked out March 5th. And if you add 352021, it equals 13. 13 is Taylor's lucky number. 13 is incorporated into everything, mm-hmm. literally everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, we're getting something. We're getting a new song for, like, Fearless. We're getting, you know, maybe should have said no or something like that. We're getting something. And it came and went. It came and went. It came and went. This is why All being- the signs were there. And I, we still couldn't read no. it. Being a conspiracy theorist Taylor Swift fan is fucking exhausting. It really is. <laughs> and that's, the part, that's, like, the part that I, like, go towards. Like, yeah, I'm like... Oh, I need to know all of these like little like Easter eggs yes, that go on, theories. and yeah, so exhausting. It really is <laughs> trying to so, anticipate what's coming up next. Yes, I'll, how I'm supposed to. I'll ask the most this. difficult question because you guys sound like you're amazing fans. Out of all the albums, which would I you say you is your more, least favorite, and why? Oh, I can say. Um, debut album Taylor Swift easily just because I don't turn towards the country the traditional country sound so I, I only like a couple songs off of there it doesn't resonate with me as deeply as the other ones but I am so excited to hear her re-recorded Taylor version so I can hear like I wonder if she'll go twang again with her voice or if she'll just do her more adult voice like I'm very excited to hear songs that right I, I don't have attachments to so it's gonna be like a whole new album to me. it is and i'm yeah. so excited it really is so like yeah. wait why is she re-recording her stuff oh that's a good oh. question eric oh, I, they have an answer for this <laughs> <laughs> we've already how many times have we already said fuck on this episode you're good just Here just go for go. it just go for it let your new york fly like to munch on we're good we're gonna like just spill tea all oh yeah this is a snack kind of story we where you need to have like the candy kind of story oh gosh so is it scooter braun scooter braun what's the other guy's name i don't know scott borchetta borchetta i don't know what how to say his name but no i know scooter braun is like the main yes catalyst. so scott was a part of her record label ever since she was like 15 or 14 like the second she yeah signed. they've been together for years mm-hmm. and he sold her catalog like all of her music everything she owned like you know everything that comes along with From, the albums the yeah. album artwork any artwork she made during those eras all of it. everything like yeah. yeah and she sold it to scooter braun or i'm sorry he 
Scott sold it to Scooter Braun and she tried to buy it for herself, but they were like, nope, nope, nope. So he sold it out from under her. So the only way that she can own her own work is to re-record every album and have new photos and new artwork. So and that's how she, she just it. got those rights in November. Yeah, November 2020. November 2020 is when she was allowed to start re-recording her own music that she wrote that came straight out of her brain. She That's when she was allowed to start recording it and calling it as her own. I remember, um, yeah. what was it, like a year or two ago, she was at Grammys or Billboard Awards or something where she got like... Um, they named an award after her and she was, they wanted her to perform like just a bunch of different songs. And right. she legally could not perform any of these songs because she didn't. they weren't hers and she was no longer with those labels. And they like, they wasn't her own work and she couldn't even perform it for her fans. So now she's getting the chance to, say it's hers her fans are now getting the chance to still listen to it but we don't have the guilt yeah of listening to her older things and being like she's not seeing a penny from this this isn't even hers at this point we're supporting somebody else that we hate Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like a fresh start to I, I think she said it's been really cathartic for her too revisiting all these phases of her life yeah so I do know Reputation, unfortunately, isn't old enough yet. So I think they have to wait till next year to re-record I that one. It, yeah, okay, I thought it was a little bit longer than that. But she's still, like, she's only re-releasing Fearless only in, like, next month. Yeah. In a couple of weeks. So. Yes! <laughs> that, that is crazy. Right? <clears throat> so she's not getting a single penny from stuff she already recorded before. So she's re-recording it now. I don't basically. think so. But I think the main thing is her name's on it, but it's just her name on it. Like it's not it she has nothing to do with it anymore. And I think now ever since Lover was her first album that she released after that whole debacle went down. Lover's her first album that's actually hers. Yep. And if you've looked at her cover art since um lover from lover on as opposed to from debut to rep um she doesn't have her name on the album covers anymore yeah she had them on before and she doesn't anymore you just know you just know who owns it yeah exactly (laughs) like she's pretty much being like this is mine but you don't need to know that you just already know i love it it is really yeah. unfortunate, though, that she even has to go through that. But big corporations, it's man, sometimes they suck. We're yeah. kind of blessed at the same time because we're getting all of these new things. She's re-releasing out like songs from the vault that we've never heard yeah, before. We're new and extra, exactly. So we're not just getting the exact same album again. We're getting it with mature Taylor vocals first yes. of all, which I'm so excited about. And, you know, we're getting new stuff on top of it. It really is kind of like getting a new album all together. Right? Didn't she say the new Fearless is going to have like 17 songs because six... 26. 26? Yeah. She, like how many are coming out of the vault? That's nuts. Yeah. So, it. or No, six of them are going to be out of the vault. I don't remember how many she had on the first. But yeah, she, we have great. six new songs. That's like half an album right there. Right. 
Wait, so what's your least favorite album? Oh. You ain't got to tell me. I think uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, though? I was going to say rep, but. Uh, no, rep You've is. You've come to Jesus about Rep it. is honestly <laughs> one of my new favorites. Hey, it's one of my it. new favorite albums. <laughs> and honestly, I think this is going to be a surprise to especially you and Chris. <gasps> oh, my God. I can't wait. I'm going to have to say folklore. Holy Oh, hold on a second. You had that album on like 24-7 for like the last six months. How is that your least favorite? (laughs) Chris isn't even mad that's your least favorite. He's just mad that it's been playing for 24-7 for the last six months. Chris called the institution. You've subjected me to that album so much. And I don't have a problem with the actual album, but how dare you turn around now and be like, oh, that's my least favorite. Are you sure? Because it sounds like you do. Okay, so like you said, least favorite, and that's kind of like a loaded question. Because like, I mean, uh, first of all, I'm not big into alternative. That's mostly what that is. It's an extremely, extremely depressing yes. album. I mean, it's really depressing. Do you struggle with the one noteness of it? Like every song sort of flows into each other? Yeah, it's, except Epiphany. Yeah, Epiphany. Epiphany mm-hmm. is a lot of like, it's vocally up and down. It like is. you're hitting low keys and then a second later you're hitting a high key going right back down to low. So it's tiresome vocally. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it really does. It's. I mean, I love the lyrics. Honestly, I am actually, like, one of those songs. Like, this is me trying. She actually, like, went into my soul and plucked that song right out. Here, ball, checking in. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, like, I mean, I still love the album. I love all of the albums, but... That's totally fair. I mean, yeah, I feel like if I... I'm kind of... If I'm, like, in a skipping mood... Folklore is getting skipped over a little more than, like, Red or 1989 would be. You know what? You might kill me for this, but I have Evermore in my car, like, the CD. And I always tend to skip over Cowboy Like Me. Really? Yeah, like, never in the mood. And I don't like, there's something weird, like, you know how she starts it, like, the tennis court was covered up. It's, like, so weird. It is. Sometimes I skip is the damn season really yeah i don't know like i mean i feel like it's very like a lot of people say that it's more mature mm-hmm. than like folklore would have been because folklore is a lot of like high school love and things like that and because it's college and i'm like no it's still pretty mature compared to the rest or immature compared to the rest of the album where you're talking about like um not like feeling like you don't want to marry somebody or you know killing your husband your friend's husband (laughs) and you know like there's a lot of different themes going on in that album and I feel like tis the damn season isn't like it's not hitting your heart it's not feeling it's it feels like it's out of place on that album especially isn't it the one right before tolerate it too which literally stabs you in the gut in the heart literally <laughs> stabs you in the heart and the gut <laughs> oh side note track five is like the gut punch uh-huh. on every album that's and then thing. yeah that's the one where you're gonna like grab you know yeah. tissues needs to you come see out. track five you're like this is gonna hurt <laughs> And I'm going to like every second of it. But then Bitch goes and names his song Happiness. <laughs> Track seven. 
And also, why are my guts spilling exactly. out? Exactly. Why am I crying so much? <laughs> it's a song named Happiness. And I honestly feel like I'm being ripped to shreds. Yep. Thanks, like, Taylor. emotionally. Love you, too. Love how much you love the artist. And you'll still be like, this bitch. Yes. I say it with the greatest love. We say it with respect because the way we see it, like we've talked about this, we see it as we're saying, we're calling her like a badass boss bitch. She is. We're not saying like, ew, that bitch. She's a badass boss bitch. And it's like, empowerment. It's utmost respect when it comes at, like when we talk about Taylor like Like, that. Who was their badass bitch is gonna name a song happiness that fucking kills you exactly badass bitch obviously a badass bitch would do that who else can like destroy you emotionally (laughs) and you will still listen to that entire album on repeat nothing else for five months straight are we in an abusive relationship just wondering right now (laughs) i don't know i feel like uh but we're enjoying it. I mean, I feel pain kink. I feel like Game of Thrones was really good at at uh, dismembering you emotionally and making you enjoy every minute of it. See, Game of Thrones was different because it was happening to someone else. She wasn't picking apart my entire soul. It's now, for for people who don't know, there's actually a story about folklore coming out of the woodwork. Like it, it just kind of happened. What? You mean like during the pandemic? Mm. It just showed up and Yeah. Yeah, so we actually got a picture a couple of like a month beforehand of pa- Taylor like oh. oh the caption said not not going on at the moment. And you can't trust her. You can't trust her for anything. Like yeah, she before. loves to troll her fans, doesn't she? Yeah, she troll. is and she knows it and she loves it. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> thing is we're we come back for more. We back yeah. for more. Eric, do you relate to this at all? Because I do. Enjoy your time. Uh, yeah. One hundred percent relate to this. She um she posted a picture like saying not a lot going on at the moment, and so we're all like, well, of course we're all in lockdown. Nothing's going yeah. on at the moment, and it was like, well, obviously, like way to state the obvious there. Come on, and then like a month later. It's, oh, hey, guys, there's been a lot going on in my mind Um, in, pan- like, this was back in, like, what, August? We went down, and we went in lockdown in March. She posted the photo, I think, in April or May 2020. Yeah. Like, Something, not a lot going on. Yeah. She's in the middle of writing an album. Like, we're all, like, literally catering to an animated, like, raccoon on our tvs like gardening for him she's writing one of the most genius albums that has ever graced this planet right and she's just like not a lot going on at the moment guys and then all of a sudden like radio silence completely after that like not a single peep from her and then all of a sudden it's hey guys get ready there's an album coming out tonight like yeah. how like there's <laughs> that day process can I, can I say <laughs> You said that was your least favorite album, and look how like the praise you give it. Like it's, oh, not, it's it a can't genius even call it, like, album. Least favorite, like it's still a favorite. It's genius. <laughs> like on like, I can't like I say that's my least favorite mostly because alternative is not my style, um, and mostly because it wrecks me really. Yeah, <laughs> it wrecks me. It I love it. It really, it's a hurt that I love, and I obviously keep coming back for more because do your shadow work. 
listen to folklore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lovely bride. It's a shame that I'm fucked in the head. Oh. I mean, I asked what the favorite album was, not saying that it was necessarily bad, because like my favorite band is Linkin Park, and I have to say that my least favorite album from them is uh, Reanimation. But I still love Reanimation. It's just difficult to pick the best and it's also difficult to pick the worst not the worst but kind of like what i said about the uh yeah. about the pixar movies i i love all the pixar movies the worst one is cars 2 and everybody agrees that's pr- pretty much the worst one but at the same time i still enjoy it it's just that the the bar is set so high elsewhere something has to yeah. be the least favorite by default yeah like there always has to be a least favorite I'm not saying I love it any less than I love 1989. I still listen to it a lot, but it's also. That would be like if I asked you. It's not in my strong suit. when That would would be like if I asked you what your least favorite season of Big Bang Theory is. You don't hate any of the seasons, but, but you have one in particular that you'll be like, I'm not really overly thrilled to watch this season, but that doesn't mean there still aren't good episodes in it, good moments in it. It's just right. it's the overall vibe of the thing. So I think I think I get it. I think anybody can relate to that. I mean, <laughs> you know, Eric, I'll, I'll tie this to you. I know you're a big Zelda fan. You yeah. have to have a least favorite Zelda game by default, but that doesn't make it a bad game. That's true. It's just there's others that I prioritize. Higher. Yeah. Like, I absolutely love the album. It's genius. Do not get me wrong. Like the lyrics are like you can you could write an entire like college thesis on just one so just pick a song, pick yeah. a song, and you could probably write an entire college thesis on it. And you know, it's really a good album. It's amazing. It hits you hard and it hits you deep. But the man. That's what she said. Sorry. The man. <laughs> Did we switch back to lover real fast? That's what well, it sounds like. Put the card in reverse a little. Hard reversal. So when when this song came out on the Lover album, Shannon had to incorporate this to Becky Lynch, who was the hottest female wrestler at the time, and she was calling herself the man. Because so I feel like it was a lost opportunity that she did not come out that next day to the man. And didn't like a couple of weeks later, she kind of like made a crack at Taylor. Like, oh, I said it first or something. I think she's I don't know if she was saying it because she was in character or what. But I was kind of a little pissed about she was that playing. She was playing with her on Twitter. And you got pissed by default because somebody was messing with Taylor. First and that- of all, someone messes with Taylor you're messing straight with me and my like personally yeah the whole you might yeah you might as well just don't you know like come straight at me and next time like Like, can you just not can you (laughs) you need to calm down i i have to say though that kind like i say you need to calm down just a lot in general i have my entire life now i just feel like i can't say it because if i say it in my house my own home it's like you're being too loud i use that on you i just i just said that yeah she she totally uses that on me so er eric she released a song called you need to calm down 
and it was a a very positive uh, LGBT. I always get the letters mixed up when I try to say them out loud. Yeah, I do too. It's 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 a prideful song to support for her support of gay rights. She and the- actually had a lot of um, uh, trans actresses, um, yes. openly gay. She had, yeah, the, the queer eye guys, the, the yeah, lineup. LGBTQ drag race. In it. Yeah. Um, there's a, a chef. She was in it. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know people's names. I don't either. I know Taylor. And like yeah. I, that's a, a Taylor was of, in it. It was a very colorful, very um, positive video. And it was a lot of fun. The video is great because it's a lot of fun to look and see all the people who are (laughs) in it because it's literally like a who's who. Yeah, it's a rainbow trailer park, and then there's all of these protesters that are dressed up like toothless Okies, you know, with the it's it's not Adam and Steve, it's Adam and Eve signs and everything. And everyone like in the trailer park, they're all like wearing like they're dressed to the nines. They're fabulous. Look like fab. Oh, and then the surprise French fries at the end. Yes, yeah, they all don't want to spoil that. Cameo. Yeah, we don't want to spoil. Oh, yeah. that, but... <laughs> I'll spoil it. What was her feud with Katy Perry about? Oh my gosh, what the hell was that about? I think it was something on Twitter. Obviously, everything's on Twitter, but I think everything's on Twitter these days. Did they both date John Mayer at the know, same like, time? I feel like that would be a reason no. to bond together. <laughs> He was such a cool bag. I remember when Bad Blood came out in 1989, she did a Rolling Stone interview saying, there's this one friend I had who always felt like she was complimenting me, but bringing me down at the same time. So then that was what, and everyone just sort of like, it's about Katie. It's like, okay. Like, I, I actually really like Katie Perry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the specific teeth. Yeah. I, I don't, really don't, I'm not either, but I know that they, I think, Katy Perry reached out to her like a party or something. Yeah. And then like they kind of made it public. Yeah. I know Katy Perry sent her a literal olive olive branch with a note. <laughs> yes, on her I repertoire. did hear that. <laughs> that was it, But I like that they make up in the music video because she's dressed like a a box of french fries and Taylor's <laughs> dressed like a cheeseburger yes, and then they yes. they hug it out. It's so cute. <laughs> Because if, if you know anything about me and Eric, we sure love food. Oh. Yes. Yes, we do. A little too much sometimes. At least well, that's well, what my scale says. Uh, scales are liars. <laughs> you don't need that. Get rid of your bathroom scale. You don't need that type of negativity in your life. I concur. <laughs> <Fuck> that <laughs> Who needs that kind of negativity? I concur. Now, have you seen or heard any of Taylor's acting credits? She has like four. That's so not, not that much. I haven't but. seen the Lorax. I saw um the Giver. I I loved the Giver. I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, I really used to good. love that book when I was a oh, kid. I, think I you would like it. I really have. I just Ooh. haven't. So what is the Giver it. about? Because I just all I see is science fiction dystopia, and I'm just like, oh, that might be interesting. Yeah, it's set in the future. I, like I think it's set in the future. Dystopian. World. Yeah. Um. You basically your little town is like a literal bubble mm-hmm. where they control everything, including the weather. Like you are assigned like a number um and when you reach a certain age you're assigned a role in society um that you have to stick with like only um i forget what they call them but only certain people are allowed to give birth 
Um, yeah, there's no free choice. There is no choice at all. And there is one person in the community who holds all of the secrets like of the outside world in general, like what it's like to actually have freedom. And it's kind of like the most, the wisest, most respected um, member of the community. You never see them. They're only there for very, very, very special occasions. Is that the giver? That's the giver. And he, Jeff uh, Bridges. Okay. He is like (laughs) the child, the, the child the story is about he's actually set up to be the next giver which comes as a huge shock because no one knew that the giver was ready to go into when i say i say retirement but really what i'm talking about is literally walking into hang on here jeff bridges katie holmes meryl streep alexander skarsgård i might want to watch this it's that's that was one of my favorite books when i was a kid it's an amazing story like Ever, I feel like everyone should read it. It's one of my. So favorites. how didn't how didn't you see the movie then? If I just haven't had a chance to watch it. I mean, it also took me like how long to watch the rep store? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I just, you know, it maybe fix that for me, Chris. Like, <laughs> give me a. All right, yeah, I'll take care of that. <laughs> I have not seen the Lorax either, although I've always wanted to because it seems like it would be pretty entertaining. And I, and I love Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, <not> never. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're not watching Cats. Why aren't we watching Cats? That's so fucking weird. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big musical person. I'm. A, I like like four musicals in my whole life. Same. All this I, talk I, about Taylor Swift like and musicals. musicals. I don't. How do you not story. like musicals? You guys are Taylor. Story. Taylor's songs could make plays. No, you could do a whole play with a Taylor album, and you don't like you really, yeah, no, you really could. That would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know jack shit about cats, except that it's about cats and it's they do story. cat stuff. I heard about it's terrible. Alien cats, and like what are they called? Jellicles? I don't know. I'm not interested in the story. Well, the cat, the cast of the movie makes yeah. me think it should be incredible. <laughs> Why? But I know no. it's not. How about instead of watching Cats, you watch everything wrong with Cats in 15 minutes on YouTube? <laughs> that will probably be a much better use of my time. 15 minutes? Yeah, it's called Cinema Sins. I watched that and I saw everything. Oh, uh, Cinema Sins is great. Uh, according it. to Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 19% rating for Cats. Oh, that's 19%. pretty. 19%. That's bad. That's 19%. Taylor fans, <laughs> like coming out, giving it a lot of thumbs up. We have power when we need to. It's true. We totally just destroyed Netflix last week. I mean, <laughs> wait, she was also in that Valentine's Day movie. She was. She was? Oh, yeah, with today with with Taylor. That's yeah, when Taylor that. and Taylor. I own that one. I only watch it for that stuff. And she did the today was a fairy tale song. Love it. I don't think I've seen. I haven't seen Valentine's Day. I've seen um, New Year's Day. I New Year's Eve. What's the New Year's one? No, I did see Valentine's you Day. Did? I haven't seen the New Year's Eve. One. I haven't seen the New Year's one either. Uh, I only saw Valentine's Day once, and it was when it first came out. I so have it on DVD. Let me know if you want to borrow it. Yes, I can give it to you. I do, and you can enjoy it at Thank your you. leisure. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's quickly talk about concerts. Who has seen her in concert? Me. That would be Kate. Okay. Please, please share your first concert experience going to Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. So. 
Sorry, it's like do we <laughs> he, share my he made it sound like it was terrible. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> so, my first Taylor concert was 1989. I want to say it was that 2015. Please I specify think. that's the album, and you, I, I, yeah, you didn't go to real. see because she was wasn't like, born what? in 1989. Uh, she was, she was born in 1989. December 13th, 1989. That's why. It's oh my God! Here we go. 1989. It's that's because that's the year she was born. <laughs> Get with it. Right here on this long firm. Come on. Birth certificate. Here we go. We only have this birth certificate hanging in our house. <laughs> We're not soccer fans or anything. Right. But yes, I went to 1989 first, and I went with my sister and her husband. And then third child, my niece, Adara, and then my mother. So my mother was kind of a downer the whole time. So it's kind of like, you know, when the one person in the crowd's being like a stick in the mud and it brings the vibe down? the entire experience right now. Oh, absolutely. Like the guy, when I got to see Linkin Park in concert, there was a guy who just kept screaming that he wanted Jay-Z to join them (laughs) on stage. I guess he really, really liked that album. Sir, are you lost? <laughs> this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he kept saying it so much. I was like, oh my God, this guy's pissing me off. Like, Jay-Z's not going to show. Sorry, dude. Sorry about it. Jay-Z, <laughs> spoiler alert. Jay-Z did not show. For 1989, the special guest was, I'm going to screw this up. Is it Little Big Town or Big Little Town? <gasps> Little, Big Little Big Town. Really? Oh, oh fun fact. They play the, um, her song? No. So this is a fun fact for me <laughs> about me and Taylor shows. Every freaking special song or special guest is a song I don't know and a guest oh. I don't know. Like, for Reputation, special song was um, Place in This World from debut. I'm like, I it. Oh, no. That's such a good It's beautiful. Song. Oh, but I really heard it live with her mature voice, and I loved it. Mm. And I went back and listened to that. that was like, hard. I was like, oh, oh, no. We'll wait for the re-record. I love your mature voice. <laughs> was she not the best singer starting out? Is that is that what it is? No, she's an amazing vocalist. It's just she's grown into her voice, and yes. she knows she knows it better, I yeah, guess. She- like, what her... Like strengths are and everything. Yes, she has mentioned sh- recently that she didn't feel confident in her first right, couple and albums. you can hear that. And she was like holding it back. And yes, you can totally you can hear. hear it. And debut, she's got like a weird twang. Not that weird. was also country. I guess you have to play to that and sing within. It the was country. also like that time period country. Yes. So it actually isn't like from someone who actually listened to that. It fit right in. Yeah, and maybe I'm like as not a country listener. Maybe I'm like. Like projecting a twang because I hear banjos. Like, maybe I'm like an awful person. Like, I hear your twang. I, I also don't hear it though because I listen to so much country. See? The so, difference I, of yeah. Us. I also, I mean, I can kind of hear it. Like, you pointed it out. So now I feel like, no, I'm we only hear know it, our but... perspectives from our point of view. Like, right. So, yeah. It's like, no, I, I get that because when I was building that, that giant playlist, to take on road trips with me, I finally got to the T's and I was like, <laughs> all right, materialize. <laughs> I'm like, Shannon, I'm like, Shannon, you're going to help me sort through and find the best of Taylor. Cause Actually, you can cut me deep. What did, what did you skip over that? I was like, not was it okay. wildest dreams? 
No, we, was, we would never. We would we, never. That is I, don't, not I don't know. But, yeah, but here's like, like all j- oh, joking aside, you know that I'm not going to be a fan of her entire discography. So I was like, help me sort through and really pick out the best stuff. The best stuff, especially for something like a road trip. I'm not going to fill it with all these, all the slow jams. All too well. (laughs) Yeah. Only if you want to cry. But it, but it was hard to get into. But because I started from the beginning and worked my way up, it was hard to pick stuff from the very, from the very beginning because I didn't like that vibe of music. Because I'm not. Chris, did you start with debut as well? Yes. Did you do you hear the twang? I do, which is the point I'm making here is that I could hear it and I wasn't I wasn't jamming to it. Yeah. But then when she starts getting a little more poppy and a little less country, I was more into the music. When did you notice? Are you coming around the corner at like speak now? Red? You're you're not you're not going to be able to get me on that one because I have that's that's too much. To He came to me like last week or like a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, you know, there's this one really good song that I absolutely love. And it was Haunted. Oh, Haunted. So, so I think, good. I think. Jake from State Farm is also a Haunted fan. <laughs> is that what we're calling him now? <laughs> now he's officially Jake from State Farm. Our terms is around speak now. Yeah, he's turning the corner there. Yeah, I yeah. think it would be a speak now kind of thing. I, so, um, I just, I just pulled my playlist up and I can tell you, like, I'll tell you exactly where I chose stuff from. Um. A really good portion of 1989 apparently made it onto the I list. I'm a huge 1989 yes. fan. So I, I also like how I also like how only three of them came from regular 1989, and all the rest of them say deluxe edition. I don't even know why I would have done that. I would have. I mean, you got new probably romantic. picked both, but oh, new romantics. So uh, five songs from Fearless made the cut. Ooh. Uh, five songs from Folklore made the cut. Wow, for a road trip? <laughs> That's yeah, I can, I can think what Betty? <laughs> oh Betty. Yeah, Betty's like a freaking bop at this point. I can't. That's exact that's the bop on the album. I don't know what else Invisible you have. string. The one. The one. We got one more. We got two more. What the hell? Oh jeez. I, I know it's not this is me trying. Oh, the, the last great American dynasty. Last great American Yes, that one. You skipped one? over cardigan. Of course I put the single on there because I I hear it on the radio all the time. So I, I I associate it as a as a positive. So Taylor usually picks the way I see it for her singles. Usually the first single is probably like the weakest. You are opening track. a box for me right now. <laughs> Oh, like, mm. I usually like. I mean, if you look at first of all, love, rep, are we going? Oh, so oh we I was going to love her. I was no. I'm going with rep. Like. Look what you, like look. I understand one hundred percent. Don't come at me. I understand the behind <laughs> don't come what's going on with look what you made me do. I understand the video. I understand it, guys. I get it. It's it's a song sucks. Yes, but I mean that single did not make the cut. I really don't yeah. like the song, and it's like it's weaker. It is out of like the entire rest of the album. I'm like. She does tend to lead with the weaker things. Yeah, and like Cardigan is definitely not the. Oh, I love Cardigan. It it is a good one. Um, but I mean, even like on Evermore, Willow is definitely not like top tier on that one. I feel like there's such 
richer songs. I don't have any evermore on here because it came out after I made the playlist. We'd have to revisit that one. Change that because of course. Long story short, no body, no crime, no body, no crime. I'm there. That sounds that sounds like a mantra for life, actually. Right. (laughs) So there's this division. I am. I like to cruise Reddit. Like I look at Reddit Swifties. I like to read their opinions. And there is a crazy division amongst the cohesiveness of bread and the singles of lover. Everyone gets so upset. Yes. Me and you need to calm down. They're like, this is not representative of how good this album is. Right. It exactly. turns people away because like it's they are... childlike. Exactly. You have to bring in the tourists. Yep. And the locals have to maneuver around it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like I, I like mean, that song. Like no, cruel, right? Like exactly no, but like when you look at something like Cruel Summer, I oh mean the God. bridge alone. alone, just the bridge is just fantastic. Right. I mean there Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You have to you wanna hear you guys wanna hear a funny story about me building the playlist? Yes. Uh, this is when Shannon threatened to divorce me. <laughs> Throw the receipt away. <laughs> because because I came up I came upon paper rings. And I'm like, uh, that's not good. We'll just skip over that. And she no, fun she fact, guys, fun fact: <laughs> I have a song, "Paper Rings," to be our song. And Chris is like garbage, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, that is our song. Um, if I could go back, like honestly, if. We got married around lover time. It would have one hundred percent been incorporated in the wedding. Oh, I just, I, I just wanted to say that to get your reaction. And you're like, if you don't put that on there right now, you could just file for a divorce. He <laughs> likes the song, guys. It's a good, it's a good song. Good of course, I like it. Song. That's why I. That's why I trolled you, and it was fun. Hey, Taylor trolls you all the time. So I love her, <laughs> and you and you still love her. I so. only have room for one troll in my life, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but you just aren't making the cut. Uh, Eric, I'm sorry, but I, Shannon has no room for you in her life. Oh man, I'm nothing troll. but a troll. I'm just a giant <laughs> troll. <laughs> but God. like, okay, so. Only four songs off of debut actually made the cut on my playlist. I ultimately, can see that. debut isn't her str- like our song Tim McGraw. Debut, I feel like airdrops on my guitar and picture to burn country. Yes. So I mean, I can see that. There's a it's- couple of country songs that actually made the cut. Like you, you introduced me to Sam Hunt, right? And. I For actually. While, the only thing I listened to was 1989 and Sam Hunt's album. <laughs> that is that is a fun fact. And somehow, two Sam Hunt songs ended up on my only on my two. playlist. Only two. <laughs> yes, only two. We're not re- we're not revisiting that. <clears throat> hey, you know what? To be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Nobody here watches Letter Kenny. Got it? Because Dan Dan's internet cut out, so he can't back me up on this. But. Oh, is that why it got quiet? <laughs> yeah, there's nobody to back me up on this. <laughs> freaking air- Someone was missing. <laughs> I'm the captain now. I only put, like, at the end of the day, I only put 10 Backstreet Boys songs on the playlist. But even you agreed that the ones I picked were, they were, they were the best of the best. So I still trust your opinion when it comes to music you like to back me up and... Make sure I'm introduced to the the good stuff. And I trusted that. A lot of Taylor ended up on here, but I've also... It's one of those things, like, I'll hear you singing to a song in the car, and I'm like, you like this song? You're like, no. 
but I hear it so much that I'm singing along to it because you're 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 in a weird state of toleration at that point. Right? <laughs> a weird state of toleration. <laughs> this happens anytime our like we have a joint playlist. I say joint very loosely because it's I um, put that playlist on the other day and like four Taylor songs played in a row, so I don't want to hear it. You that has never happened before. And like our entire relationship, that is the first time that has ever happened. Yeah, I put on the joint playlist. It's like it's like a country song and two Taylor songs, and then Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams comes oh, on. And she's singing along to it. I'm like, oh, you like the song? She's like, no. I'm like, but it's but it's amazing. Hey, we talked about this earlier about uh cover songs because Eric was talking about his favorite cover song of all time, which is a Michael Jackson song. Well, actually it's uh, Alien Ant Farm covering Michael Jackson, but Smooth Criminal. Oh, oh Smooth Criminal. Oh, smooth Criminal, yeah. Well, because I actually do like the band I Prevail, even though they're not, they don't have a ton of music I like, but they got famous by covering Blank Space. That was their first major single that got them recognized. So, question really fast. Did they, how did they perform it? Did they slow it down a bit? Did they um, add a little something to it? I mean, I'm just curious how, like, how they revamped it to kind of, like, make it their own style. They made it a little, they... Alien Affirm? They just sped it up. No, she's talking about I Prevail. I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No. (laughs) (laughs) Alien Affirm did their own thing. It doesn't need to be sped up any more than it already is. You're already going as fast as you can. They, it's, they, they incorporated the guitar riff. They, I mean, he puts a little too much screamo into it, which I don't like in rock in general. Same. But they made their own thing out of it. I think it's pretty much the exact same beat, but they they put their own style on it, which is fine because it helped them get recognized. Unfortunately, they still associate like, oh, I prevail, blank space, let's let's play that. And I'm like, but they've got other stuff that's better. And that becomes one of the things, right? Is like when you you can incorporate this back to you need to calm down. They still play it. It's all you ever hear with Taylor when it comes to let's play a Taylor single. It's they play this one. But like you said, it's not even the best song off the album. Yeah, right. There's better songs. And then I start listening to stuff and I'm like, and, you know, Eric, I'll throw this to you. My favorite album of all time is Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. Number one all time favorite album. I love every song on that album. Even the one where Chester just plays with his toys the whole time. Yeah. Everybody, because Cure, Cure for the Itch isn't even really a song. It's just, hey, I got all this fun stuff I can do to remix my music. I'm going to play with it. But how many Hybrid Theory songs do they actually play on the radio? The only one they ever play regularly is In the End. Now, it's a great song. But but where's where's Crawling? Where's One Step Closer? Where's Points of Authority? How come oh, they never play? Points of Authority is fucking awesome. Amazing. But they never play Runaway. They never play Forgotten. They never play Pushing Me Away. They never play With You. And I could argue that those songs are just as good as the singles. So what does it ultimately boil down to? It's what's going to make you the most money. Yeah. But it also makes me wonder, does she pick? Did they pick what songs were their singles? Or was the album just like, okay, this is the thing. Pretty shiny thing. You know, I honestly Pretty shiny feel, object. Honestly feel that it's probably just a boardroom full of people and they're like, here, pick songs that you like, and it's just a group of people who probably don't even know the artist. 
thinking, going, Wait, hey, on. I like this. Are we this. talking about Taylor or are we talking just in general? Just a general just statement, in general, but if you want to tie it okay, into Taylor, I'm, that's okay, the point. I got really confused for a second <laughs> because yeah. Taylor would never let that shit happen. She is like, she picks everything. She's a curated brand. She ridiculous. Really, it, yeah, exactly. Like, she doesn't listen to her boardroom full of people told her to stay away from certain things. And she was like, yeah, no, I'm doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So they discouraged 1989, which was like her biggest pop success. I did not, you didn't know that. No, they did I not want didn't. her to change her sound. I know that and they've always had issues with her changing her sound because, you know, people just don't like that. And even now, like, I when Folklore came out and she, like, she played Betty at the AMAs or not the AMAs. No, I think you're right. No, the CMAs. The C- CMAs. Oh, CMAs. When she played it at the CMAs, I remember people were, everybody. people were like, excuse me, but what are you doing back in country? Yep. Go back to where you, go back to where you came from. She came from country, first of all. Um, but she's been everywhere since then. Yeah. I mean, it's. She's like beloved, but welcome nowhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so weird. It really is like. That just doesn't make that just doesn't make sense though. Like, so if Darius Rucker decides to perform "Only Want to Be with You," is, are people going to start screaming at him? Like, how dare you? You're you're a country guy now. Like, go away. Like that doesn't make that doesn't make sense. You don't. You're she. So she's kicked out of the genre because it's not her main genre anymore. That because yeah. she hasn't done country since she was like her. <laughs> she first came out. And now, like she grew up, you should too. <laughs> Tell them to grow like, the hell up. Experimented with her sound so much. I mean, if you just listen to everything, like every no two albums are the same. No two albums are even like remotely. No, and I give her a lot of credit for that. And that's 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 what I've always appreciated about some of these artists that I, that I'm a big fan of, like the band Shinedown. Every one of their their big hits sounds completely different. They're always trying something new. Sometimes it's really heavy and hard hitting, and other times it's a slow piano theme with a with a deep message behind it. And and it's all good. So I, I appreciate bands that can that can branch out and artists who can who have the ability to do different things. And I think that makes it more important. Like to me, that makes her a better artist than a lot of these people because. She can do different stuff. Yeah, and she does it well. And I think she does it without, like, so well that she's not trying. Like, I don't know. Oh, when you try a new genre, the people in that genre are already, like, and it's Taylor Swift. There's already, like, this guard up, like, this judgmental, like, you're coming into our space. And she tries to do it so, like, simply. Like, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. Like, sure. I, I mean, look at all the look at all the cool stuff that Queen did back in the oh. day, and how many Queen. different ways they they took their music. Like, <laughs> I mean, "We Will Rock You" was literally done because they were like, you know what? Let's do a song with like no instruments that people can just can just rock to. Yeah. It's audience participation, and it. I mean, everybody said Bohemian Rhapsody was going to fail. They're like, they're, they're like, it's basically a poetic opera as a song. They're like, no one's going to like this. And then what happened? Wayne's World came out oh. and they had banged to it. And now it's their most popular song ever. We're not worthy. It, 
Don't even get me going. Okay. Fucking. I mean, here's another. Here's another artist I can I can throw I can throw something at. Every if you say the name Papa Roach, everybody thinks of "Cut My Life Into Pieces." That's not even in my top ten Papa Roach favorite songs. No, it's probably my least favorite, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. And it's all you ever hear. But they can do other stuff. Oh no, that's Uncle Cracker. Yeah, that's Uncle Cracker. What about what about Nirvana? Everybody's like, oh, smells like Teen Spirit, but they have other songs. They can yeah, do other stuff. I I can never get tired of that song. <laughs> Oh, I can. I already have gotten tired. <laughs> and like, there's a and lot of, a lot Glenn, of. If you're li- Glenn, if you're listening to this, you'll appreciate what I'm about to say here. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Enter Sandman by Metallica, but why is that like considered their their definitive song when they have so much other stuff? And other than burning your copy of Saint Anger that you regret buying, not that I have, relate to that in any way, shape, or form. But think about how different their music sounds while still keeping the Metallica vibe going. People shit on S&M because they were like, oh, I can't believe they're doing. They're going to go with this with an orchestra and create music. That's going to be garbage. And that was incredible, incredible sounding. So I think people need to learn to embrace that artists can branch out, do branch out, will branch out. And maybe it's not your style of music, but they're going to create so many new fans that way. Yeah. Some people need to just to just up. <laughs> hell. I never thought Collision Course would work, Eric. Jay Z and really? Lincoln Park hybriding their songs—that's going to be awful. And now I, I freaking love it. I overhyped that. Oh my that. gosh, I love those two together. They're great. It was so good. I will great. say I was a little skeptical uh, at first, but then like hearing Numb. With Jay Z yeah. in it, I was like, "God, this is fucking gold." Eminem and Rihanna. Yup. I ended up loving that. And Bra and Nelly. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought that would have worked? Right? That doesn't sound right. Like Tim <laughs> McGraw and Nelly. What are you it doing? Really doesn't. <clears throat> what about uh? What about Ozzy Osbourne and Post Malone? Oh, I don't know that one. That's Wait, Wild Child. Wait, what? what? Yeah. Eric, you don't even know that one, huh? I don't no. know. Okay. But it's called take, this after. The song is called Take What You Want. It's Post Malone, Ozzy Osbourne, and Travis Scott. And the song's called wow. Take What You Want, and it's incredible. This sounds like a mishmash. <laughs> but you would never think that it would work. And it does somehow. You gotta Dude, love it. you know what one of my you know what one of my favorite songs? actually is like one of my favorite freaking songs is slow jams by twista kanye jamie fox they're all thrown together wrong name there no we don't listen to anything kanye in this house i'm sorry to tell you that we kanye's just a part of slow jams we do not listen to anything that kanye hey we didn't even talk about that when we're talking about taylor the 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 bullshit of the award she was like 19 that was that could be scarring for a 19 year old girl she was on stage accepting an award for herself and he claims that he made her famous yeah and she She, thought those people were booing her yes and then the next i think it was like the next year or something she was on stage for winning another award because you know kanye made her famous and everything of course um so she and something happened where someone was like hold on and like you can just like 
people like screenshotted that you see that moment on her face where she's like not again literally having a flashback and like this just sheer like panic on her face oh we can't forget the apocalypse of 2016 <laughs> well i think i think it's been well established that kanye west sucks well yeah. we also as a person yeah, I'm- that Kim and Kanye called her a snake, used a snake emoji for everything. And do you know, Taylor opened up the first stadium on her reputation tour. The first stadium she played at was called like the snake stadium. Yeah. And she uses like 50 foot snakes in it to basically own those people yeah she She literally her narrative yeah she literally went from being like just letting them like use her like that to stepping up and protecting herself like like, the beauty of taylor swift is yeah she got so hurt she got online bullied with snake emojis mm -hmm. but she's so good at like finding the deeper meaning what does a snake mean a snake sheds its skin symbolically that means regrowth rebirth right that's exactly what she did she rose from those fucking ashes and owned the snake imagery yes for herself in the death of her reputation she She felt felt truly alive alive. (laughs) yes I can't believe how much you just talked I can't believe how much you just talked about snakes you hate snakes. <laughs> That's true. That's I'm, probably the only time I will ever do it. Snakes. I can't even look at a picture. I'm no. definitely, definitely no. scared of them. When I watch mm-hmm. Rep, I really don't pay attention to the snakes that much. Karen is yeah, yeah, Eric, you need to start watching the the snake memes that you keep uh, you keep sharing in the nerd table group because Shannon's in there. Oh. Every time I, I see I one, I don't even think you guys show up on my feed. It's okay. Are you afraid of snakes? I'm terrified. I'm definitely afraid of like, snakes. Absolutely, oh. Like absolutely, like it's. Cannot be described no, how scared no. I am of them. I'm afraid of airplanes too, so snakes on a plane is a fucking no for me. Scott <laughs> <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson saying the greatest snakes. line in cinema history. I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Can we talk about how like that's probably the greatest line in cinema history, but it's the worst fucking movie in cinema history? It's such a bad movie. <laughs> Except for Keenan Thompson, it's and Samuel L. Jackson. It's a really bad movie. It's a stupid movie. I I, that was the last movie I ever saw at a drive-in theater with Clerks too. <laughs> I at least Clerks just, Two was good. I remember watching that, and I, I was who was I with? As a friend, and I was just like, "This is the last time I see a movie with plane in the title." Because the last time, uh, last movie I saw before that was Soul Plane. Oh, I'm so sorry you seen that. That's terrible. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my god!" We need to go in that direction. Uh, well, I don't want to end this convert. I don't want to end this podcast with snakes on a plane. <laughs> so I'm no, just gonna. I, I'll, I actually learned a lot for, uh, today from you guys, so yeah. thank you for sharing all that information. And I think I'm gonna like listen to a few songs, but I am gonna listen to that "Take What You Want" Ozzy Osbourne, Post Malone first, because what the hell? Oh. <laughs> it, it works. Just, that's just it. It works. Okay, so my uh, let's let's do the um, the closing thing that I came up with when we were originally talking about this. If by some miracle. This will n- literally never happen. But if somehow this podcast ended up on, in Taylor's ears and she was listening to you guys gush about her, what would you actually want to say to her, like as a personal message to Taylor Swift for being such an influence on your life? Thank you for your honesty and your kindness. 
Right. I appreciate you the most. Um, I kind of just love how, like I said earlier, I've never met her, but I feel like she's a good yeah. friend of mine. Like, I kind of, I feel like I know her and I love that because you don't ever get that with any celebrity. You don't ever see them being real and raw and honest. And I love seeing that side of her. Same. I love it. Yeah. Love her. Yes, we have nothing but, we. she is our goddess. Yes. She's our Lord po- and Savior, Taylor Swift. <laughs> she's, a, she's a positive influence on your life, which it only puts her in a positive light and to those of those people out there because you know as she says haters gonna hate 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 (laughs) what do you say to those people who always who always just aggressively shit on everything she does because we've and there there might be one or two listening to this episode right now i'm not gonna blow their spot you're gonna get that no matter where you go the thing is you just have to not listen to them because if they're not going to listen to like they just hear something like um we are never ever getting back together they're like oh i can't listen to that but they don't want to listen to the song and like realize like actually listen to the lyrics and see how you can relate to things like that like that's what yeah like there's it's much deeper than you know just dancing at a concert there's more to it than that it's a deep connection and sometimes some people don't understand it and that's okay that's i'm not gonna sit there and be like oh well you're wrong for not listening to taylor because that's not everyone's cup of tea i get that and something i've noticed is a taylor hater is never just oh she's not for me oh that's fine it is yeah it's an extreme extreme you will very rarely find the people who are just like you know i'm really happy that she's good for you but she's just doesn't do it for me and it's at that point where if you're this upset i think this is a you problem that's exactly what are you projecting what is what is triggering to you about why is this is a you why does her existence person like yeah. getting you so riled up in such a negative way when that person is only positive. Yes. Maybe they need to calm down. Perhaps yes. they are being too loud. They are being too loud. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun and educational for everybody involved, but this is yeah. what the Nerd Table's about. We want you guys to be passionate about the things that you love. And nerdiness is always associated with video games and science fiction, but nerds come in all shapes and sizes. Nerd... I hate to say this to all the other people out there think that they're all tough jocks and I love football, but that's you're just it's, you're just part yeah. of a fandom. Yep. Because yeah. you you dress in the colors of your favorite team and when the big when the big event happens, you're you're basically you take off work, you have a freaking party for it. So there's no there's no difference here. And you can be passionate about something that I don't care about, but I appreciate your passion for the thing. And maybe it's not for me. Exactly. Maybe not, you know, Shannon loves her country music and that's not for me, but I can appreciate what it is because it's, it means something to you. It just, it's not for me. And you've actually introduced me to other music as well. I don't know. Can't give you an exact, um, (laughs) no, that one band that I like. Yeah, that, that totally narrowed it down. I don't think so. <laughs> Are you down with the sickness? Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Ooh, ah. 
No, I, you're talking. <laughs> I already mentioned them. You're talking about Shinedown. Yes, I am. Thank you. She, she ended up liking yeah. Shinedown because they've got some music that she can associate with. And then, be, like I said, because they're I so good. Yeah, I, I know. Well, because they're so good at making all their songs sound different. If you if you listen to this and you're like, this is too heavy for me, you can turn around and listen to something else. Well, that's one of the good things about Taylor is she literally is the genre. She is the music industry. She is. She has everything. If you are am the Senate. for something, you can find yeah, it. She's got it. You, you can find whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah. I was playing a Hailstorm song that you ended up really liking. You're like, who is this? I really like this. And I was surprised because I didn't realize you were going to be that into that band. But the song itself was something that would be more your style. And as a result, you're like, who is this? This is really good. I like this. And that made me excited because I, fr- I love them. And I, uh, I might as well say it now. I know they're going to be at the York Fair this summer. I plan on being there. <laughs> Because I've never seen them live, and I want to. I like how we're planning public events. I know my, my I'm planning things. <laughs> I know I immediately went into panic mode. Like, um, excuse me. Like the minute I, he said that, I was like, no. I, I shot that down right then and there. Too, don't worry. And then I want to throw this out there because this is such a musically charged episode. Let's end it on this. Why all the hate for Nickelback? They're not bad. I like Nickelback. Oh, oh that face. That face. Again, childhood trauma. Ah. <laughs> My mom used to get so mad and not speak to any of us and then go sit in the dining room with beer in a wine glass and blast Nickelback for hours. That it sounds that sounds stressful. torturous. So it's like, it's just like you grow up hating it because it's so negative in your life. So it's Maybe kind of automatic. But people. there's a difference. Can we call there's that Nickelback culture? but there's a difference between hating something for a negative connotation to it and hating it because the internet told you to well i hate it because it just gives me like stress (laughs) but that's the difference you don't you have you would have an actual reason to not want to hear their music whereas people i never heard anybody hate nickelback until all of a sudden something popped up on the internet people were like yes nickelback is the worst blah 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 and then all of a sudden everybody was like yes I hate Nickelback, too. I'm like, do you? I've never heard you talk about them before. Oh, they're literally the worst band ever. I love that. I love but, that but one Nickelback they? song. It's like Far Away or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh, this time. I don't know that one. Uh, it's the only one. Sorry. Well, I'm going to have to Show. edit that out. We're not going to get him. No, no, no. I just don't want to get copyright strike. Not that. You, oh, oh, my God. Shit, that wouldn't get you a copyright strike. I don't know what it's called. Is it far away? I have no idea. I don't idea. know. It's the only Nickelback mm. song. Don't ask me. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm not that versed on my Nickelback that I can't just pull that out of nowhere. <laughs> but like. One of my absolute least favorite artists that I've ever heard was the Insane Clown Posse. But I get why people like them and I understand their culture. And Carver Cross, if you're listening to this, I understand why you based your wrestling gimmick on being a juggalo. And I think that's a cool gimmick and it works. That music's not for me, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't make them bad at what they do. It just means that I don't like it. If we're going to talk about an actual bad singer, let's talk about that freaking guy from American Idol who sang she the that Ricky Martin song she bangs. <laughs> that guy was terrible and he became famous as a result of his shittiness. Yeah. Hung? William Hung. That's it. 
He became famous by being shitty. That guy's a bad singer. Nobody can deny that. You can try, but nobody can nobody can actually deny it. So endearing though. There's a difference though between your extending your five ten seconds of fame by a little bit and literally, you know, being where Taylor is though. There's a complete difference. Like she is literally at the top of the field, so Okay, so we've established we've we've definitely established that haters gonna hate, hate, hate. I, I'm gonna throw that in. I still use that in casual conversation. It's a couple of Taylor lyrics I use in casual conversation. Thank you, honey, for that. for that because probably that's probably the just... best thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I guess. I'm gonna watch the Reputation Stadium tour tonight because it's totally a Taylor day. It's a Taylor and, day, and you know, Taylor someone day. refuses to watch it with me, and you know, doesn't want. I mean, first of all, we have to. I. I don't think he's really heard anything from Reputation. No, no, you didn't listen exactly. To it. No, yeah. I mean, I just you know what's fun. Rest. First Ooh. of all, that they're going to start bashing me, and I have the power to control the call. I can totally just <laughs> kick them off the call right now if they're if this is how it's going to be. I'm just saying, I have the power here. You don't have the power. I do. I can understand. But, it sounds right like now, God. <laughs> but I think I think this is a, a, a good stopping point here. So thank you for joining us for this. Tonight he's gonna get a reputation stadium. So this is a good stopping point here. So let's Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. I've I'm hovering over the button. I'll do it. I'll do it. All I'll right. call you right thank, back. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, thank you for joining us. You you've Thanks talked very passionately. You you thank planned you. this thirty one thir- on on the thirteenth. You this planned was this. Definitely planned. Yeah. This was one hundred percent planned. This was not a spontaneity thing. Uh, I won't do plugs this week because the episode ran long. But yeah, check out all the great episode. stuff on CKCC Radio. We have the website coming, and check out the. Uh, the CD giveaway contest that Jason Shin of J Bunny's Music Hub had, the commercial that you heard earlier. Next week, we'll have we'll be back to regular Nerd Table. The games will be back and everything. So the people who asked, I specifically didn't do a game this week because I knew this was going to happen. Because you, yeah. you told me this was going to happen. You were going to hijack the show. And shockingly, you didn't spend the whole guest spot talking about nothing but Taylor. So Honestly, you wouldn't let me. So, I mean... That would that's all on you. I steered the conversation. (laughs) We had a conversation. It was nice. It was nice. It was good. So um, And I let you do it. We're under a gag order. It worked. It worked well. Thank you for coming on. It's always nice to talk to you. Kate, it was nice meeting you. Uh and I enjoyed your singing. Hopefully you pick a different song next time. Oh, wow. <laughs> actually a nice person when and now it. you've met the real eric <laughs> i promise wait 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 hold on i can't have my best friend and my wife's best friend having a fight like it's, no we're not having a fight no okay i i actually yeah i, yeah. Know, I think he's projecting a fight onto them <laughs> i don't know what's happening anymore but thank you for joining us and we'll be back next week with even more nerd table and if you guys liked what you heard let me know if you want me to invite these two back i mean taylor taylor was fun but we could probably get them on other tangents what else do we have taylor chip taylor chip hey taylor chip cookies we can talk about how taylor's a witch she's totally a witch all right teaser we're we're making that a teaser for another time (laughs) there you go
see you guys or just witchcraft <laughs> all right well well i'm hungry and i have to let my cat out of the bedroom now because oh, he's Harry. i've got lily next to me sitting quietly the entire time yeah how about that <laughs> yes and kate is also a cat lover eric so you guys and, oh. and you know what eric oh, wait, so wait, taylor wait. Swift. swift's a cat lover taylor wait wait, wait. i got i got a question i got a question for kate what's up has any other cats eaten your shoes Perry has no. not eaten her shoes. No, no. Perry has okay. not done that to her. He doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah, Perry doesn't like. Kate. I'm too loud. <laughs> I need to so, calm down. Perry is, is not. Yeah. Perry ate Eric's shoe. Oh my god! Yeah. It was. It was fine. I needed <laughs> new shoes I anyway. Earlier, eat anything. <laughs> I wasn't lying. It was funny because it was funny because Shannon was actively yelling at him and Eric was just laughing. <laughs> So. I was just like, it's yeah, fine, really. I just he <laughs> yes, he eats my flip flops. How rude! I can't yeah, have flip flops in the house. Hey, like, I put them in a box and like at the bottom of the box, and I've still like found them scattered has the house. Actively dug through her shoe box to find the flip flops so he can bring it out and yeah. shoe it. It's fantastic. He, like, he Cats are amazing. Cats are amazing. All right, I do have to let my cat out, and we're all hungry. We all have stuff to do, so. Let's wrap it up, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Nerd Table. Thanks, Thanks for, having, for us. having us. We will see yeah, you guys. Taylor, whenever. Yes. We, we will see you guys next week at our new start time of Sunday, 7 a.m. No more Mondays. We're moving up. You can now start your holy day with the Nerd Table, just the yeah. way you always wanted it. You can listen to us, then go to church and get yourself clean. You might need to when we're done with you. <laughs> See you guys next time. <laughs> Take See care, ya. everybody. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.